0: Well, It's just after I see a movie, I like to go get a piece of pie and talk about it It's sort of a little tradition I have Do you like to get pie after you see a good movie?
1: Hello and welcome back to another movie podcast My name is Oscar and with me today is Luke Followed by Ralph That's right and this is episode number 179. And, Roth, you picked the movies this time. Those movies um, are, you know, all bangers, I would say. We'll see. Um, we have Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny, which just came out. When you're hearing this, it came out just last weekend. And as well as we're reviewing Wes Anderson's latest film, and I hear his most uh, profitable film, Asteroid City. Also in theaters right now. It came out the week previous. And as part of our ongoing marathon, our anniversaries marathon, we're touching on 30 years, a 30th anniversary of A Bronx Tale. Classic. I mean, now considered a classic. 30 years, mm-hmm. I would say that's a classic now. Uh, film from our youth and two youths. No, not really, just youth. Um, and we're going to review that movie as well today at the end. You can always find this episode. And all of our episodes, besides where you're hearing us podcaster-wise now, is at otherpodcast.com, where you can stay, keep up with us on this marathon and find out what the next ones are, too. I write all of them um, there on the calendar page. And as well as uh, our marathons page has the anniversaries uh, from from our last year when we started it, Uh, not to mention all of our other endeavors we've done. Because we love movies. We love talking about them. At least I do. And I force these two to do it. Either way, it gets done.
2: Put the and gun down.
1: Put the <laughs> please, please stop torturing us. Um, yeah, so check it out at otherpodcast.com. Anyway, we know we need to do advertising. That's the advertising I just did. So, Luke.
2: <laughs> what's new with you, bitch? Um, not a whole lot since we last recorded. Uh went to like a family wedding like the day after we recorded. Oh, really? And then I had like a childhood friend just showed up there and he was also there so it was drinking ensued did you recognize each other right away Uh, i mean mean, we still know each other but it's like funny that like we crossed paths at a wedding it's like hey why are you here why are you here
1: oh wait it was was, uh, it was an inbreeding
2: thing it was tom okay you know okay okay he actually asked how the podcast was going i told him it's still going good (laughs) <laughs> he asked, like, are you still doing that thing that yeah, I never yeah. listened to? Yeah. yeah, he asked about you, uh, oh, yeah? your, your ex, unfortunately, and things like that. Oh, I'm sure he did ask about my ex. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then we talked about the like, whole thing about, like, lucid dreaming. We had a whole discussion and stuff.
1: He does it was love fun. that. It was fun. I'm good.
2: Yeah. good. Yeah, but uh, then, uh, I want to ask more questions about him,
1: but this is not a personal
2: show. No, I know. No. <laughs> but then, you know, we're just talking about stuff. And then Aside from that, uh, just been working. Don't have really anything much to say, but I have been reading a lot more. And in the last two weeks, I was able to finish uh, three books. Let me get them pulled up. Uh, the first one I finished <laughs> is, is called um, A Billion Years by Mike Grinder uh, My Escape from a Life in the Highest Ranks of Scientology. Oh, level one, huh? <laughs> this guy was up there. Like, he could have been like the next uh, Ron L. Hubbard, essentially. Oh, really? Before the other guy took over, like he—that's how high he was. He worked directly underneath him. Nice. So it's a good one. Then oh, I close, but yeah, yeah. Then the next one I read, uh, t- uh, "Tender Is the Flesh." This one I read, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah, highly yeah. really recommend that one. So I agree. I was surprised that it took that it, it was written in 2017 because some of the stuff that you know how people were acting, I was like, this is kind of like COVID.
1: Oh uh, yeah, especially the birds. Yeah, right? with guys, the birds and everything. And Where's your umbrella, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting. That was a little prescient. Yeah. It feels like a modern book, though. It's written very like was it like? It's not even third. It's like some sort of uh, first person, but no names for like not no names, but like, it's hard to explain. Whatever.
2: Yeah. I like We're very very well written. I, I, I highly it, enjoyed I it. I think
1: it's inventive. It's it's yeah. it's 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 good.
2: And then just the other day, I read this book called fight magic items the history of final fantasy dragon quest and the rise of japanese rpgs in the west
1: nerdiest thing i've heard all week i know fucking By loved it I par um not that that's competition but you won it if there was a competition you would have first place right now so which yeah. probably be a wedgie that's your prize. thank you thank you, you. Know, if we're talking so, yeah. awesome awesome i'm glad you're reading a lot I'm still i'm glad you're sticking to it because i know you said this earlier in the year i'm so glad you're sticking to it we're competing now not that we're competing; it's not competition. The winners are that we are more knowledgeable in our reading mm-hmm. habits, so which is always good. So, Raph, moving on to you here, what you been up to, bitch? Uh,
3: nothing really. Work. i um, dealing with. Uh, Work do suck. Work-related pains. Other than that. You really mean, physical pain or there. like drama. Not really drama. I don't. I wouldn't consider it drama. But, uh, but it besides been- that. <laughs> no, not physically. Okay. Uh, but besides that, I have a. Um, uh, I did watch every other Indiana Jones movie that came out, all four of them. Marathon. and I, had, Ooh, I nice. hadn't seen. No, not in one day. Over like a week. Um, I didn't. I haven't seen Crystal Skull in a long time, and I actually dug that movie uh,
1: this time around. Right, not as bad as you remember. That's how I came.
3: Yeah, to, it's hundred percent not as bad as it's I remember. Not good,
1: I don't think. I saw it's a lot of mistakes, but you might be. uh
3: yeah, I would say so. Um I think it, I think it's good. It's just and especially like where, where else do you go kind of with it also? Yeah. So besides that, um yeah, I was doing that for getting ready for this uh Dial of Destiny movie. And then um really just been busy with like doing normal stuff. My kid, you know, I got, I'm busy on Saturdays. So I was busy on the weekends all the time, <laughs> essentially, just a lot of parenting stuff.
0: So. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 All my yeah, friends yeah. and family are having kids now, so I'm <laughs> attending
2: those things as well. Hmm. All my friends are getting divorced. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many of your friends are getting divorced or have gotten divorced? Is there a
2: number to that? Two sets of friends. One. Kind of an acquaintance Hmm. and one breakup with a girlfriend. Wow. (laughs) Right? Fuck me. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to think of. I have like one one or two friends that have uh, that in the last couple of years, even. So, not that bad, but also, I guess, something. Um, All right, Roth, good to hear. Um, On my end, you know, as uh, I'm sure you're all aware, I have been saying this on the show. I said it before, like three shows ago yeah I think three shows exactly ago um, that uh, I've been unemployed uh, recent firing and all that which is fun and um and but I got I got a job finally um, now Only I just
2: fans got,
1: I just got it today are you kidding if I could if I feel like I could pull off OnlyFans, fans I would just do it I don't have any body issues
2: I would pay not um, to see this content
1: <laughs> great I will never cause I will pay I will charge you every month to make sure it's never in your face. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, not only fans It's a real job. By real, I mean like legit. By legit, I mean like you know you need a uh, whole program of, involved. And then uh, it's uh, I'm not gonna explain too much about it because I literally just got it today. I'm um, doing the whole finan- you know, not financial well, drug tests. And I have to. I, I scheduled that. I scheduled uh, what do you call it? Background checks and shit like that. So, so I haven't actually done it yet, but it's uh it's actually at the airport so um um i'll explain more later but it's really just a regular job i can't imagine it'll be <laughs> a bunch of interesting uh it is part-time but we'll get to it and it should uh take the edge off around here hopefully in my life otherwise i've been writing a lot more um by a lot more i mean just like every day even a little bit is a lot more than a lot of days for me so that's been going really well um and the writings have been a mixed bag of different things. One for the SOS show, a different podcast that we're going to get back into soon. I'm writing on the Serial Killer. It's pretty interesting. I'm rewriting a show about a cursed video game. It's not really cursed, but it's uh, one of those um, spaghetti, creepypastas. I always say spaghetti. Creepypasta uh, stories that came out in the 2000s regarding a video game that was illegal and had, like, illegal things in it um, that came from the dark web. Really interesting stuff. Fourteen pages on that fucker. Um, yeah,
2: so uh, it's not your hope journal, no, not my hope
1: journal. No, 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 no. This involves a uh, CP, so that's not. It's actually pretty serious. What
2: fucking? I, I don't even know what game you remember. I would, la- you know? I would love to tell you about it off air. <laughs> okay, p- yeah, yeah. The shoot me a text.
1: Okay. Um, anyway, so that's what that's been going on with me. So we're gonna move on here now to our recent discoveries. We've all seen things, thankfully, Luke.
2: You're gonna start us off here. What do you What do you have? So I ended up watching The Machine. What is this movie? I feel like the I know the Bert Kreischer one. Per- Whatever his name is, the comedian. I'm gonna look it up while you talk. Keep going. Uh, basically, it takes off his uh, comedy skit. How back in his youth, he went to Russia and he robbed a train with the Russian mafia. Okay. And like now in the movie, I guess somebody comes back to get something that he stole, and he has to go back to Russia and this whole thing with. Was... Oh,
1: I have seen the poster for this. It looks completely unappealing.
2: Yeah, it was okay. It was uh, fun to watch at the moment, and that's ah, about it.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: I don't think I'll ever watch that movie again. So.
1: Got it. Yeah, action comedy. it says here.
2: It had Mark Hamill in it, so that was kind of my selling. I
1: see that here? Yeah, <laughs>
2: that's cool. And then I saw Big George Foreman, a biopic, of course, about the boxer George Foreman.
0: Yes. Who I, okay. That's who I
2: only know because I f- probably bought 10 of his grills. <laughs> the, the, those are you are like sta- everyone? The, those are like my staples when I would like travel somewhere. I would order a George Foreman grill on Amazon and just leave it behind because they're, they're pretty heavy. You don't want to lug them around in your checked luggage. And just after three months of use, just leave it behind or give it to someone or donate it. Right. So, I knew nothing about this man. It was a good. It was an okay biopic. Out of all the stuff that's been coming out, you know, the last couple months about real events, this yeah. was probably bottom tier. Bottom tier. Would you even put it bottom
1: tier boxing biopic? There's a lot of those too. See, I'm not. I haven't watched that many boxing movies. I thought that was fine. Okay, I mean, I'm sure it's not Raging Bull. Not that competition. I haven't,
2: I haven't seen Raging Bull in probably over oh two decades. I thought, now. I thought you were going to end that sentence. No, that. no, like, no, decade and a half. I'm like, I'm pretty no, sure. No, you I made to sure. You
1: yeah, yeah I'm pretty maybe, sure I showed it to you. I'm like, all right,
2: definitely did. So, all right, yeah. that could and, be a nice yeah. uh, marathon boxing movies. Anyway, right, right. And then the third one, I saw a documentary on Randy Rhodes. It's called Randy Rhodes: Reflections of a Guitar Icon. Hmm. He was the guitar player for. Ozzy, when Ozzy went to do his solo thing, and ultimately he did die in a uh, plane accident. Oh. It was an okay documentary, very just by the book. I was surprised because I don't know a lot about Randy Rhodes aside from his stuff or his time in Ozzy. I didn't even know he was in bands like Quiet Riot and never would have, you know, combined the two. Yeah. Yeah. No clue. But yeah, it sucks that we lost him so early because, you know, Crazy Train, that's his iconic thing. Right. Everyone you know, who listens to Ozzy knows Crazy Train. Even people who don't listen to Ozzy know Crazy Train. I
1: don't, and I still know that, and, uh,
2: right? Yeah, that guitar intro is just superb. And we have Randy Rhodes to thank for that. That and the uh, Flying V, essentially, that he popularized in terms of guitar models.
1: Okay. I know nothing about that either. That sounds good. <laughs> right. um, so a doc, a biopic, all, all very luke And then uh, whatever the first one was. What was the first one? Uh, Comedy, there you go. Comedy action, right? All right, Uh, that's what Luke's been. Is that it? By the way, I think that's it, right? Okay, Uh, that's what Luke's been watching. Uh, Rob, what do you what do you have?
3: Yeah, the movie I forgot to mention last episode because I knew I had something else, and I was like, man, Uh, you forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had seen it a couple weeks ago now, but I'm adding it to the list because I don't watch as many movies as you guys do. I have a life. Um, The I watched uh, Flaming Hot or Flamin Flamin Hot. Right, which is right. the biopic movie on Hulu and Disney Plus. Um, it's uh, the uh, true story. Um, <laughs> air quotes, yes. Right, air quotes. Yeah, true story of the Richard Monta- uh, uh Montañez, who is a Frito Lay janitor, essentially becomes and makes the the Flaming Hot product. Oh, really? Market. He wants to market it to the thoughties to, to, to Latinos, um, to the Latino community. And essentially, it's, um. I'll tell you the quick cast. This is uh, directed by Eva Longoria, and I think it's her first movie. Um, That's familiar. I, I know her. You do know her when you look her up, yeah. So, it uh, has your typical people that you probably know or have seen before. It has Tony Shalhoub, who plays the CEO of Frito-Lay, or, yeah, the CEO. I
1: haven't seen Tony Shalhoub in a long while.
3: Right, right, either have I. Uh, <laughs> I had, actually met him. Oh, did you? At
0: yeah. the airport? Mm-hmm. Nice.
3: Yeah. Um, Jesse Garcia plays uh, Richard Montañez uh, uh Emilio Rivera, who's like in everything. Um, Dennis uh, Haysbert isn't it?
1: Wow. Um, um, yeah, I haven't seen him in a while.
3: I know, I know. Uh, um, so it's a it, like I said, it's an interesting cast. Um, so it's Matt Walsh, but besides the point, the um, the movie was kind of cool. Um, it was fun to watch. It wasn't anything. Yeah, it's all done um, overlaid with uh, narr- it's narrated by the main character. Um, and it's him explaining as it's going on, as the movie is playing, the, his 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 um his life, and uh, it's very uh, cholo, very language, and it's very it feels very true to that because they are in L.A. and right. he is a cholo. What's a cholo? Uh, look it up. Anyways,
1: people who write essays. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah, so that's uh, it was a fun movie. I'm not gonna lie to you, and it was cool how it all kind of. Like culminates to how he ended up getting it distributed, and obviously because he makes it, because we all know the Flaming Hot product. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a it was a actually a cool story, fun to watch, easy to watch as well. It's only an hour forty uh, or hour thirty nine. It was just a really cool, easy movie to watch, um, and it's also feel good. So I think uh, Evan Lagoria did a pretty decent job overall, and it felt really um, really true to like that uh, immigrant slash um, Mexican immigrant story. As well, I don't know much about cholo's because I'm not from East LA, but yeah, right. or Japan because apparently they have a huge yeah. There's a subculture in Japan subculture. with cholo's, right? Exactly. Um, so that's flaming Hop. That's on Hulu or Disney Plus, wherever you want to watch it on. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two movies that I watched, um, I also I had I think oh, I did not watch both of them with you, Oscar, but I did see one of them with you. <laughs> right. um, the one I saw is uh, the
1: Blackening. Yeah, we both saw the Blackening. We t- which
3: is a comedy horror movie. Uh, I'll read the quick description of this one. It's, uh, seven black friends go away for the weekend and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. And will, uh, their street sports and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive? And it says, probably not. Um, that's literally the description <laughs> on IMDb, which is, uh, kind of funny when you think about it. And it is comedy. Uh, they do poke fun of uh, a lot of horror movies and a lot of just, uh, tropes, uh, black movie tropes. And it's, um, the black ending is, uh, it's a board game, or yeah, board game that was made by the killer, I guess, or something like that. Um, and it's like trivia about like black trivia, like black history trivia, black but it's like black culture trivia.
0: Yeah, and
3: it's uh, really cool actually. All the questions get asked. and uh, a lot of stuff that happens, and a lot of things that they say, a lot of tropes. I had fun with the movie. It was funny overall. Um, it is one of those movies. Sad to say that if you pro- if you did see the trailers, you probably did see. I get portion of the, the movie, Are the
2: best parts.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, that's what I was thinking when I when we left the theater. Um, I like to find also like I I kind of wish it was it pop more, kind of wish it had more uh, staying power regarding what it's uh, trying to say. Like it doesn't really seem to have. Um, it didn't care to have, and not that it has to, but it doesn't have a lot of motivation or a lot of uh, yeah. anything important to say, which I think is a fault because I think if it did. It would have made this movie. Um, it would have elevated it for me because I think it needed that to to make uh, the jokes and the horror of it um, stand out. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Of course, I um, yeah, I, I did feel like uh, the movie was actually tamer than I expected. I felt like it was gonna
1: go. Yeah, also that.
3: I, yeah. I, I felt like they were gonna be a little bit a little bit more out there. Um, and I kind I kind of was hoping for it too. Um, but overall, it was fun. Like it was still fun to watch. Um, will I watch it again? Probably not. Though.
1: No, me either. It's a it's a one time thing, and might be a movie of the week. Um, not a bad one necessarily, but it's like I'll never see it again probably. <laughs> so, um, I wish I could recommend it higher, but it wasn't like a bad movie, you know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and that's... Oh, you have another one, right?
3: Yeah, and my last movie that I have is. Uh an animated movie that I took uh, Leo to go watch, which is Elemental. Um, and I'll read the quick one, which IMDb has the weirdest descriptions lately. Um, follows Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. So essentially, it's Zootopia with elements. Um, huh,
2: yeah. In a weird same way. plot, though?
3: Similar plot. Uh-huh. This
2: movie... Um, um,
3: no, I would say same plot. This, mo- this movie was probably the worst marketed movie I've seen of uh, Pixar in a while. Um, and every time I saw a trailer for this, cause it's almost impossible. And I don't know I avoid trailers, but it's almost impossible to not see a trailer for this movie since it kind of like, um,
2: got that Disney money.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Um, it's just been, it was marketed like, like if we're discovering something new and it, I now and it ended up being an immigrant story and it's an immigrant story. And
1: I feel like they should have done that. And market. I
3: feel like. Had you sold it as an immigrant story, I would. I mean, as an immigrant story, I would have been more prone to want to watch this movie. I only watched it because I wanted to take my son to the theaters. I didn't want to watch it because I wanted to watch it. Right. Like ended up, and then I ended up leaving the movie. Th- the movie going. Wow, this was actually really good. And it was. I actually liked the movie a lot, and I just felt it was marketed really bad. Um, yeah. And because it because it's actually probably one of the a really good a, a really good Pixar movie in my opinion. Pixar Disney whatever the fuck. And I, like I said, all the characters are really cool. All the uh, all, how all the effects are made is really cool. How when it talks about emotions and just how you deal with them and how somebody can just how you can balance each other and it's just the the visual aspect of that as well as the the what's it called uh, the just the, the audio aspect of just them talking about their emotions and then actually us seeing it because they're elements and showing crying and showing anger with fire and it's such it's such a really cool. Um, it's such a really cool movie to just be able to watch and like you see representations in multiple aspects. So it's like beating over your face, but at the same time, it's really cool for kids and adults because we all understand what we're getting. You know, um, like I said, I had I had a lot of fun with the movie overall. There's a I have some gripes, but overall, it still was a really fun movie. Um, I'm just and it was a really cool story too about. Uh, her and her uh, her dad is starting a store, and her trying to take the uh, take over for it. And is 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 that kind of what she wants to do with her life? And th- dude, that's that's such an immigrant story if I ever heard one. Like, and yeah. it's crazy. And they did immigrate from their fireland, from their fire nation or whatever. This is a fire like, nation. Avatar. I know. I know. <laughs> as I, said, I, know. I was like, this is not Avatar. It's not no, avatar.
1: I went there when I saw that uh, flashback. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I,
3: that's the, that's the first thing I thought, and then I was like, the fire nation attacked. I was like, oh, no. right. Um, but yeah, it was well, they're
1: gonna. Fun. They keep getting marginalized the way they are in that city,
3: uh, dude. Right, exactly. Which so, is very
1: apropos. It's very common. Very that was also apropos. what we did here. Yeah. Um. So I have. Uh, I also really liked the movie. I thought it had way more layers than I imagined be, be, because of the trailers and shit. Like, I wasn't gonna pick this movie like, ever as a review because it looked like nothing to it. Like, it looked like there wasn't much to talk about. Having seen it, there is a lot to talk about, actually. Uh, I'm not going to get everything in here because this is just a recent discoveries bit, but uh, I, li- I I have mixed feelings with the movie because I really liked parts of it and I really hated other parts. Uh, for one, I found it uh, fascinating or interesting or uh, it was it was kind of nice seeing uh, a male lead being, um, you know, in, in, in lack of a better term, I called them when I first saw them, a simp boy, but uh, I, I wouldn't oh, yeah. say that he's that really. But he kind of has some of those qualities. But he is a man that is in touch with his feelings, um, to funny degrees, but also just regular. And um but it's something so cool. To I, be I, I aware. That was, uh, that's something I really rarely see.
3: Yeah, well, that was so cool about that because it was that whole thing about he. You don't see men talking about their feelings.
1: No, that's something. You don't. That so it was. It was cool. Era, you
3: was know. Cool. And be able to show that visually yeah. as well, and then get all the right. family. Obviously, they make fun of it because the family is all very emotional. But-
1: right. Um, I I would also um, um, rate this movie higher if, uh, as an immigrant story for Pixar, if they hadn't done this. What I feel like, been many times lately, including Turning Red, and I'm sure there's another one I'm missing. But I feel like they've been they've been they've been doing a lot of this lately, and it, it's fine. I think this is the best story of that that they've done. It's really well-told. It's well-encompassing. It has a lot more yeah. um, uh, uh, that I thought they would, even more than the, like the ones I met, like Turning Red, for example. I feel like it goes more in-depth about it, and it's cool, but I kind of feel like they've been doing this a lot lately. It kind of feels a little rote, a little rote. Um, yeah, now that you say it, I, I, I do see it, but yeah. since they're so different also because they're all unique,
3: you know, they're all their own stories, it doesn't feel over beat over. Like, yeah. you know, I don't feel like no, I'm yeah. I, I still
1: very much. I wasn't like thinking of the other movies while I was watching it. It was just like after the fact. No, um, no not there. I also had some problems with the. There's, a, there's an Americanism in this movie that not. Ju- I'm not saying it goes against any kind of immigrant experience. It's not really that, but there's an Americanism in this movie where they both do it right. And it's about the ending. I'm not going to spoil it, but um, it's about the ending. But it's uh, they do it right, but they also they push it so hard that I kind of hated it. And uh, again,
3: I I do I do get what you're saying. They do yeah. push that
1: very hard. I'm like, it, dude, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, I know. I just right. it's just like felt I, I so. I agree. Dumb.
3: It, then, makes it, it makes it
1: makes it less universal for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're tired of
1: it. I mean, I could watch this girl do like fire bases all fucking day. It looks badass. Her controlling glass it's so cool.
3: It really I does. I love yeah. that so much. I love the um, change of color too that she gets. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very colorful movie. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, the world building doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's fun watching it. It's like Cars, but not as bad as Cars.
3: Yeah, it it is interesting because it's like it's like a it's like a really segregated city. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it is also feels like it's tailored for the residents who are already over
1: there. In a review uh, I heard about this movie, they were like, uh, "Isn't air just? I mean, the clouds are just water, so isn't air supposed to look different than that? Because I feel like they're the same as water (laughs) because clouds are water." Anyway, um, like that's interesting. Um, All right, so that's uh, that's what you've been and and I have been watching Elemental. Um, That's it for you, right off?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, honestly, we're gonna talk about the four Indiana Jones movies I watched, but we were no, you
1: know, right? We'll talk about it in the review probably. So, um, on my end, uh, I've seen uh, other movies as well besides The Blackening and Elemental. I saw Chopping Mall, which recommended by well, not one of you saw it. Or was it both?
2: Both of, of us saw it. Both. I of us saw, I saw it. it a couple years ago though.
1: Oh, okay, I saw it earlier this
3: year, or was it last year? I can't. remember. I might have been last year.
1: Yeah. A group of young shopping mall employees stay behind for a late-night party in one of the stores, which is like, what? That would never happen today. Up. When the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out, the robot security system malfunctions and goes on a killing spree. Um, clearly inspired by the Eradicate robots from um, Doctor Who, uh, this is a movie I saw crew. on Shutter. Yeah. that no. I saw it with a group of friends uh, whom I showed for the first time, Visitor Q. And I showed them that movie, and we were still in a horror mood, and What's we were enjoying ourselves. You? Nothing's wrong with me. They enjoyed it way more than I thought they would. Um, anyway, so that that was a blast. Sorry. So we were like, "Let's What's keep wrong it going." With
2: them? Well,
1: they're my friends, that's why. Um, and they're like, "Let's keep it going." So like we were on Shutter browsing, and then we went to chop i like, "Yes, my brother saw that." I said, and they're like, "Okay, let's put it on." It looks ridiculous. It was it was pure nineties ridiculousness. It was as uh, campy and 80s. weird. It's an 80s movie, isn't it? Yeah, you said 90s. Did I say 90s? I meant you 80s. did, you did, you. Oh, my bad. I really thought I said 80s. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was a good time. It was a good, bad movie. And that's really all there needs to be said here. I mean, some cool kills, ridiculous stuff, the hair, Jesus, the jawline. What the hell? Um, classic case of, like, the people that don't have sex survive kind of thing. Uh, very classic. Anyway. Next up here, I saw Robert Rodriguez's latest movie. You know he came out with a movie this year? I did not. Nope. It's called Hypnotic.
2: Oh uh, yeah. I didn't know that was him.
1: Yes. You didn't know it was him? Oh no, you didn't oh, I did uh, not. Yeah. This is uh, here's the description. A detective investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program, starring Ben Affleck and Alice Praga. Mm. Um, Alice Praga, I love every time she's in it. I wish she was in better movies. Or she had better roles. Maybe that's just what she wants to do. But either way, it sucks that she's done better stuff. But I like her anyway. Um, But uh, this movie, (laughs) it's ridiculous. It basically takes uh, the idea of hypnotism and the power of suggestion to an action level where, like, Ben Affleck is like... uh, It starts with uh, him being a detective and um, this guy comes in and walks into this... Bank and starts hypnotizing the people around there from the security guards to random people on the street to help them steal something from the bank, right? And like his power suggestion is so strong that he can just like say it, right? And they do it for him and they become his accomplices unwittingly. And it starts with that, and the movie goes fucking bonkers crazy after that. Uh, With the secret government program. And was his life really all about being a detective with a lost daughter? Or was there something more to it? As you can imagine, there's probably something more to it. And um, the movie was fun background action movie. Um, I wish the action was more dynamic for sure. There's nothing inventive in it, unfortunately, that that I remember. But the idea of hypnotism as a weapon is a fun idea. As ridiculous as it is. Because it's fucking ridiculous. But it was fun to watch Ben Affleck fucking run around being like hypnotized all the time or whatever. Um, yeah. Hard to recommend though because it's a dumb movie. It makes no sense. But uh, I recommend it because I thought it was a fun movie to literally like just fucking watch in the background.
3: Yeah, that's but that uh, movie where uh, yeah. the uh, the cover art looks way different from whatever the movie is. And we had talked about that I think when I when I had reviewed it about (laughs) how they just sold movies before through through cover art. I think Luke had mentioned that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the posters. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's why if you see the poster for chopping mall, the it has like a hand type of thing that those machines did not have.
1: No, they did not have hands. They had like claws, not even I don't know what they were. Like pincers, kinda. Anyway, the last movie I have on here, I saw a horror movie from earlier this year called The Pope's Exorcist. Another one of those. Another exorcist movie. This is a description. Follow Gabriel Amort, the Vatican's leading exorcist, as he investigates the possession of a child and uncovers a conspiracy the Vatican has tried to keep secret. What does that mean? And Russell Crowe plays this exorcist. So already fun watching uh, Russell Crowe uh, be Italian. It's kind of fun. Um... I'm sure it's bad Italian, but I don't know I have a good ear for Italian accents. Um this movie uh Ty-
0: archie.
1: no, it wasn't it's not that bad. <laughs> it is nowhere near that bad. Um this movie is also bonkers crazy ridiculous. Uh not as bad as hypnotic. I thought it was better than than I anticipated going into the movie. I really thought it was gonna be one of those like, oh my god, another possession movie and another like uh, ravaging or de- dehumanizing of the Catholic Church in some way, which it is, but it's not as egregious as I thought it was going to be, and um, and it had some interesting like world building in the movie that I didn't expect regarding exorcism and the demons and shit, um, and they actually tried. I don't think they're going to do it because the movie didn't make a lot of money, but they tried to cement this as the first of a series of movies involving all these uh, demons or whatever being um, unleashed to the world, let's say. Uh, and it's uh, actually kind of fun. Like I kind of want to see more if they keep it in this exact style where like it's a fun, not a background movie necessarily, but a fun movie to like eat popcorn with, you know? Um, so I-, I had fun going into it because like I said, I, it came better than I expected. So uh, I kind of recommend it lightly recommend this movie. Um, it was just like a a middle of nowhere watch for me but uh, it turned out to be a little better than I anticipated Uh, so yeah that's the post-exorcist and that is what we've been watching those are our recent discoveries we're going to take a little break when we come back we're going to review our very first film of the evening which is what Rob?
3: it is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny stay with us Archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Uh, this is, in the title already, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Directed by James Mangold, not Steven Spielberg, FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, starring, obviously, Harrison Ford. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Antonio uh Karen Allen. John Rhys-Davies. Uh Seanette Renee Wilson. Toby Jones. Uh Boyd Holberg. Yeah. Um Mads Mickelson. Let's get some Mads
1: Mickelson here. Get mad over here.
3: That's right. And other people. Yay. Yay, other people. <laughs> other people. Oh, there's a ton of people. Well, those are the ones that got paid more. Anyways, um this is uh I so I totally got ready for this movie by watching every other Indiana Jones movie um uh, in order of when they came out so mm-hmm. raiders first because if you don't know anything about indiana jones how it goes this raiders first came out but then it's a prequel uh, which is uh temple of doom and then um and then it goes to uh last crusade and then it goes to crystal skull and now this one now it doesn't um if you go on that but that's how it goes um I'll tell you something right now. Um, out of those, uh, I can see why three is so iconic. Um, it's literally like everything is stolen off of there from Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted yeah. stole everything from there. <laughs>
1: yeah. it's just... Probably.
3: It's just so funny. Anyways, um, this is Dial of Destiny though, not the other four movies that have come out. Um, I'm going to go with Oscar here because I think Oscar, um, I did not watch this movie with Oscar. I watched this movie with Luke. So, I would like yeah. to hear his opinion on this. Oscar, what did you think of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny?
0: I
1: guess that means that you've heard Luke's opinion on it. Um, I mean, I sort of semi-know. So, uh, when I first heard of this movie, uh, I was mildly interested. No, I was interested. And then when I heard James Bangle was directing it, I was like, hell yeah. That guy is uh, not a great, I wouldn't call him like a great director. But he's a solid director. All of his movies are very solid.
3: Yeah, they're Uh, they're
1: either good or very good. He he doesn't really, um, he doesn't push into greatness. But he also never—I don't think he's made a a bad movie either, ever once. So, and he's taken a lot of different properties that have been where movies have been made before. The Wolverine, for example. Yeah, and he's done great things with them. Um, And Logan, did he do Logan?
3: He did. He did do Logan. Yep. Uh, He did did, uh, Logan. The last three movies he did was besides Indiana um, was Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Logan and the Wolverine.
1: Right, right. And those three right there have action qualities. So I, I, he's basically an action director as well. And yes. not to mention three ten two Yuma, which has a lot of gunfighting as well. He does have it. Um, so, you know, he can do it, you know. So I was right. excited. And then I hear that uh, bad reviews, mixed reviews on this movie. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. You know. It's it's um, a
3: hard mantle to take over, I will, I will say.
1: Yeah, well, I was like, oh, but I was still like, I'm still not gonna avoid it. I'm definitely watching course, this movie. I just want to see what people are saying about it. And I think they most people, including audiences. I don't know how everyone feels, but uh, they're wrong. This movie is a blast. From I the had past. a blast. No, not from the past. Uh, uh, I mean, it's set in the '60s, right? But um, it's wild to me that uh, old indie reaches to the 70s you know at the height <laughs> still <laughs> got it huh right um no i meant the 1970s like that's as far as you can go because because oh, so, okay. you know, the movie started in the 1930s or 20s <laughs> correct um, yeah 35 and they're all actually chronologically ordered that way too uh, the order of the release dates in our in in reality is the order of uh like the, that's his order of his adventures um you know um, he's had many between movies and before that, but like the movie doesn't jump around. There's flashbacks, but it doesn't jump around in, in, all, yeah. in, the, in the five series. Um, so I had a blast at this movie. I really dug it a lot more than I'm not saying I thought it was going to be, but more than what I think people were talking about. I don't know what people are complaining about. Uh, I think this is a, a great uh, quote-unquote send-off, even, if you want to call it that, if you want to go that way. For, the, for this beloved character I think that it is hard for a jaded adult version of the people that enjoyed as a kid or a young adult Indiana Jones will ever see Indiana Jones the same way as it did before I think people are just complaining about nostalgia because it's a new movie that is hard for them to wrap their minds around it can't beat the original trilogy I get that you can say that and you can feel that way but um, it's different coming out of uh, when you're in a different stage of your life, when you're much more of an adult, have seen way more series and trilogies and whatnot, that the ones you grew up with, any sequels coming out of that you know, beloved 80s, 90s franchises that it's not going to compete. And this movie, what I liked about it is that it's not really trying to compete. And uh, I think uh, it has a, a script that pops really well, way better than Kingdom of Crystal Skull. And I think that the action is the action is is fun and it's inventive. Uh, some of it was more inventive than others. Like the horse scenes was was cool. Um, they travel the world. They have all the all the stickings of uh, Indian. What makes Indiana Jones awesome? But it doesn't feel forced in it. Maybe there's like one or two lines that kind of feel like they had kind of, they had to put that in there. Yeah. Right to be part yeah. of the franchise, but besides that, it, it none, it, everything felt pretty smooth. So yeah, I had a, I had, a, I had a blast. The movie. Yeah,
3: they had to say it belongs in a museum.
1: Right? For example,
3: for example.
2: contractual yeah. obligations.
3: I mean, it's like a it's his tagline almost. Right. right. It belongs in a museum, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, I uh, I can. So I hate. I, my only gripe with the movie was the beginning.
1: Um, oh, the CG?
3: Yeah, I, actually, I thought it looked great. I thought the uh, CG yeah. looked great. I, no, I, thought, I thought the overall CG looked great. I was like, man, I remember when this technology came out. And I remember like how like amazing it was going to be. And we're here, how amazing it is, right? It's looking, yeah. It looks fantastic. Um, except that they used the motion capture of current uh, Harrison Ford, and he can't make facial expressions like he used to. So yeah, because he's an old guy. Yeah, and everything sags already, or whatever the case is. So like, um, so I felt like there was lack of facial expressions, and that I, mean, actually, I wish
1: I could look as good as he does at eighty, though.
3: Oh, dude, <laughs> Me too. shit. But uh, Hollywood money. I felt like there was lack of facial expressions there, and that that was probably like the, my biggest problem with the movie because it felt just it felt video game on that aspect. Yeah, um, that was my bit. that was my biggest gripe of that. I I thought, like I said, besides that, it I thought it looked really, really good, because I just watched all the other four movies, and he has those like, you know, moments where he does have those facial expressions. Um, He just didn't have them. Uh, but sadly, but besides that, um, the I I I dug it too. I thought I, I thought I had a good time overall with the movie. Um, I feel like they forced some stuff, but, um, but overall, it it wasn't bad. My my. My biggest grip with the movie is because, is what they do with all the other movies, and again, it's very much like, like you said, I'm, I'm jaded with all the other movies I've seen in my life already. You know, like there's so many things in between mm. and what I'm used to seeing now and stuff like that.
1: But, yeah, I bet you if they all came two years apart from the very first one, we would not yeah. feel this way.
3: No, I, I agree, I agree, but yeah. Um, yeah, but because of that, there is a couple of issues that I have. I just feel like um, there's a lot of times in the movie, and we'll get, that, I'll get more to spoilers where there's uh, situations where. I feel like uh, he's just alive to stay alive for a movie's sake. Hmm. Um, there's no, yeah, there's, th- th- that's my biggest issue with the movie. I did watch this on IMAX. I had a good time on IMAX overall. Um, but yeah, I thought the movie looked great. Besides that, uh, it was a really fun story, and I love the history of it. I love when they get into the Oh, the my God, yes. I, I was love so even satisfying. the little, I love the riddles and, um Mm-hmm. The uh, the things that they had to do that was better cool. than
1: what Uncharted did the movie and yeah. the games. That oh was my naming.
3: god! I w- I wish Uncharted would have <laughs> stolen from them because it. I mean, it just it would have been it would have been. I, awesome.
1: I would posture that it was better, if not equal, to the Last Crusade. Kind of like yeah. um, inventive, like you know, puzzle solving, history solving things. In my opinion, that was so satisfying. I felt I felt it better than than Crusade for me. Uh
3: Okay. I, I, yeah, not that's for mean, me, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the introduction of Phoebe Waller Bridge here um, is actually a pretty good introduction, to be honest with you. Um, and it's cool to also see a character that he's not just like, because now he's an old man. He's, he's not hounding after a, a female lead. I mean, it's right? his
2: goddaughter. so he's really Well, like, right.
3: But I was saying, but it's wow. cool to see that aspect as well. Right. Um, so, yeah. But besides that, uh, I like the settings as well. I like the New York setting. I like the time we're in in the New York setting.
0: Yeah. As moon well
3: landing. as yeah. Moon landing. Exactly. Such a great time, uh, to use and the hippie era and all this stuff, you know, um, and then what else? Uh,
1: Mad Men what? had his final season, uh, when this movie starts.
3: <laughs> right. Right.
1: I remember thinking that cause they had the moon landing in the final season.
3: Yeah. yeah. Besides that, um, like I said, it's, it's a fun movie. I, I still had fun with the movie overall. Um, it's, it's just a nice addition to it. I don't think James Mangold did, did wrong at all. Uh, there's some really good moments. I We'll get to that in the spoilers. Um, I, had, I had some really cool moments that they pay homage to in the movies. And uh, we'll talk more about that later.
2: But yeah, uh, Luke, how about you? All right. Um, so uh, if you guys don't know, I am not a big Indiana Jones fan. Uh, no, I, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, I really didn't watch him until high school for the first they time. named you after the dog?
1: Listen, yeah. Okay.
2: So, yeah, never been a big fan uh, of of them. Saw them in high school for the first time, ish. Actually, maybe after high school, and then the Crystal Skull and really cemented. I was like, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I did. I, I, I did make a comment in this one. I'm like, where's the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> we got flung across when the bomb exploded in the beginning, but uh, yeah, we yeah. understand. <laughs> Everyone knows a fucking fridge. Yeah. All right. It was a fine movie, I think. Uh, oh. Nothing that, I don't know. So you're saying you have no sense of adventure. There yeah. was th- Those things were fine, but just the, some of the dialogue, I'm just like, come on, get over it. Just, come on, let's go to the next fucking action piece. Let's, let's move it along, people. Move it along. I'm not emotionally invested in you. Let's see something cool. What's
1: is there an example of that you can give us? That's from like the first half of the movie. Yeah, I'm
2: interested in this one. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, anytime they talk, <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, come
2: on, there's a lot of talking here. There's got to be some Ugh. slow points. It's not like fucking, not, it's uh, not we, fast we, the, and furious. We, that stupid tuck tuck thing when broken. They're just like trying to fix it and talking. I'm like, just move it. It's, like, God damn it. The, the multi, the script is multitasking for you. <laughs> yeah. what, do you what do you want? More economy um, of a story. I actually I mean, like right, that
3: because I they're multitasking.
2: I, that's why I love it. Um, <sighs> I just felt bored go. at certain moments in this movie. I'm just like, okay, come on.
1: Yeah. Okay. M- maybe stay off TikTok for a while. Why? Maybe you're, I don't know. Cause you're, I haven't like that a while. So. You want to fastly go through things. No, I'm no. Like, yeah.
0: What? Well, that's what you're saying?
1: Um, no, no. I try to make fun of you. That's your opinion. That's great. Uh, that sucks that you didn't love that those parts that I did for sure because for me, and uh, I'm not saying you have to be a big fan I mean it does help I think unless you're like a jaded like we said earlier jaded about your beloved trilogy of you of your young life but of your childhood but uh, I think if you're a fan of Indiana Jones this movie is more satisfying now I went into this movie not wanting to I, I I I went to this movie wanting to see an Indiana Jones adventure and they made a good one and I didn't see it as anything else but that. I didn't want anything more than that. So maybe that's why I've enjoyed it more or come out of it better than other people. But I think uh, because I'm a big Jones fan that uh, that it helps that. Now, with Luke, since you're not a Jones uh, fanatic or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, and you particularly didn't like it because of the fourth bad one, um, that I can see you maybe not caring for the same beats that we are used to from the That's original true. trilogy that could be a thing but also like in, in an action movie or just what well, the thing about these movies is that they're all action movies but they don't feel like it they really feel like adventure movies they feel like an adventure movie it's hard to describe the difference between between fast acts and this movie but there is a difference
2: uh- More machine guns in Fast X. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: that giant 500 caliber thing in the beginning with that train had about as much as any crazy thing that Fast X had as far as gunships or whatever, you know. So um, it has its things. But, like, I think its sequences and the nature and spirit of it is the difference between, I feel like, whatever is a conventional action scene or action movie to this kind of movie, adventure. And this movie feels adventurous, and part of that adventure is figuring out things. Uh, you know, not it's not like it feels less of a setup to the next plot point than it is figuring out the characters have to figure out within themselves what's their life plot next, and like what's what's their motivation to the next thing, and what's you know. And I, I love that about it. What's I the meaning of life? There. A little bit, sure. Yeah, that's not what I meant, but yes, uh, there's something about that, that I love, and I think this movie did a good job. Capturing that,
3: yeah. I I guess the the reality is the history for me. Since I'm so embedded with the original trilogy of Indiana Jones that I've seen those movies so many times growing up, Mm -hmm. Um, I love the sense the sense of adventure that you get from those movies are fantastic. Um, Wanting to know history, it's like you because you know the history because you know this information. You are the person who could do all these things. You are the person who could,
0: right?
1: You know, uh,
3: and it's it's really cool to see that. Like it's like it's like working hard to get to to get to be at that point, right?
0: Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, in a weird way as well. But it's it's <laughs> it, I don't know. I that's why I like I, I came into the same thing. My thought process was the same thing, which is I'm going to go watch an, an an adventure movie here. Uh, his next another adventure. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm, that's what my thought process is. I'm not, sure, I'm not going to compare it with the other movies. Obviously, it's going to happen. I'm going to compare, right? It yeah, them, so, but that I'm not going in comparing it. I'm going in to watch an adventure. at the end Indiana Jones.
1: That's what I went for. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I have a I have a question for you guys. <laughs> I, I, really? I don't think it's spoiler crazy. Uh, what do you guys think of, of how Indiana Jones the movies treat history? Because I think that the reason this is just my my opinion, and it's a little jaded, my uh, my my opinion about why everyone loves the first one and Last Crusade. Some people say Last Crusade way more because it's more family fun. Um, why they love those movies more than Temple than than Skull, and obviously from what I can tell these days uh, from this new one, is that part of it is what they talk about in history, like the history relic, the the thing that they're going into happens to be Judeo-Christian relics. And do you guys think there's a connection between the fact that most people coming out of Christianity or subsects of Christianity, whether it's Episcopalian or um, Lutheran or Catholic, that because they all know what the fucking Holy Grail is, and they all know what the Ark of the Covenant is, that, those are, more mag- those are more magnetic for those audiences, which is the grand majority of the people that review and watch movies, unfortunately, in, Ameri- in Western civilization, anyway, that, um, that that tracks. You think that there's a connection to that. And the fact that Temple of Doom focused on, the, um, you know, Hindu religion and that the Kingdom of Crystal Skull was South American, right, Rel- you know, not religion, but a, a bit of it, yeah. And, uh, and this new one, not a religion a scientific old artifact, right? Archimedes, right? A mathematician guy. That movie often says this is a math thing, not a not a supernatural thing, not a religious thing. Yeah. Like, you think that there's a correlation to why those other movies are popular because they're judeo-christian in nature and these ones are not?
3: I think I think they're so embedded in our culture specifically, right? It's sold to us. It's uh, it's already every everyone in the in the states. Not everyone, of course, but but like the, the, the huge majority of people know these things when you bring them up. You know yeah. what the Ark of the Covenant is, and you know what the Holy Grail is. And right. You Nobody know, knows the three mm. sacred stones Nobody knows. Nobody the knows the dial stones. of fucking. But even the... if you don't know what the Ark I mean, of the Covenant, is. I
0: don't really is, know what the are. But, but you've heard the, of them.
1: What you've heard of them? You never heard of the three sacred stones, have you? <laughs> Right, so when
0: I you hear know, that, after
1: the covenant was you? But you, when you hear it and they
3: say it to you, you're oh like, no, wait, oh, okay, no. that's what that is. Oh, that must have some crazy potential like the, power or something, right? And even this, uh, and this movie, and there's nothing to ruin it because it's the beginning of the movie. The, the Lance. They have the the spear, right? The last the, the,
1: they that's 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 a fucking that's almost like a a religious Easter egg. Yeah, that's like a fuck you to people expecting the spear of destiny. Yeah, and uh, like, and no, it's fake.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It's
1: great. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. I think it fueled the rest of my I feelings mean, for the movie.
2: I only knew what it was because from Neon Genesis... I, mean, but...
1: I recognize it because of uh, John Constantine. <laughs> the Constantine movie. I've... Aren't they making a new one? Is that true?
3: Yes, they are. Okay,
1: Just heard about it. Can't wait for that. Anyway. <laughs> so you were saying, Ralph. Sorry.
3: Yeah, I just think it's so embedded in, in this thing that uh... That when you get the uh, so, but so yeah, just it's just that that culture, the Shanker Stones, we don't you don't know anything about that, and also it doesn't. A lot of stuff that happens in that movie also feels very mystical, right, and very, uh, very magic wise. Magic, I comparison to these who are like. Holy power in a weird way, but that is also holy power in a weird way. Right, but right?
1: because we don't know it and it's from a different culture, correct? It right. feels more magical. It like,
3: does, right? It does. And, yeah, and it's interesting because, and then when you get the the last two movies, which is Crystal Skull and Dial of Destiny, I mean Crystal oh, Skull <sighs> maybe
1: is a, a, te- a little bit too far, right, with the aliens?
3: Right. The, well, that, that's the issue. That's right? how people felt. That's that is how people felt. But at the same time, when you watch it, it's also like I didn't. I, I thought it was that was a cool idea i yeah i executed badly I, but a i hit. right so i thought it's funny because what i thought that when i saw it i was like oh that's kind of lame i I did think that the first time and then seeing it the next time i was just like no it's actually like it kind of makes sense to go there like it just kind of makes really make sense like to go there but yeah. <laughs> if
2: you go there i mean you pretty much open up the world for anything else well that's fine because, because it's a single no, be, adventure. Be, because it because the
1: world
3: has everything else. Yeah. That's the reality. The world does have everything else. It's not just, you know, we're all it's not just Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot, you know? It's not I just, mean,
1: part of what I really liked about Temple of Doom is that it really opened up the idea that no one religion is prime here. It's yeah. the belief on the history regarding those items and relics and rituals that lends its power to these things. That's why I'm able to believe that the mark of Kalima can exist because of the belief of these bad people, the Thuggy cult, you know. And I feel like that feels a better way to see the world. Remember, these are all directed by a Jewish man, Yeah. right? <laughs> Not a Christian guy, right? Okay, so that should say enough right there. Yeah,
3: but it's also the the Western world really dictates that on the aspect of the right. Just-
1: yeah, and especially and and you know in America, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we. I, I get it. It's just an easier thing, an easier subject to, uh, we feel I like just we find we have that more fascinating. to it.
1: And yeah. I feel, it feels for me a, there's a disconnect. I think people are too up their own asses, not really saying it that way, but you know, something like that, where like they're too comforting and do and too, they're, yeah, they're too, um, they, they appeal too much to their own beliefs that they can't ever see anything different to be the same um right and that's a big problem because this is a movie it is not like it's its own story it's telling there are more beliefs than your yeah. own yeah. you know no, and yeah. um <laughs> uh, i'm gonna say right now i think the Dial destiny is my favorite artifact to, to chase my favorite oh. relic my favorite okay, okay. it is my favorite huh? Okay. No. You said you wouldn't go there. Or you would go. No,
2: there? I thought you were going to go so completely like, oh, this is the best Indiana Jones movie ever.
1: No, uh, for me, the Temple of Doom is the st- I mean, the Temple of Doom, um, Raiders and Temple are my two favorites still, um, because I think they're tighter. They're tighter scripts are much more fun. I feel like they they hold up uh, still. I don't know how this movie will hold up. It just came out, but um, you know, those movies are, are more timeless to me than um, than this one. Even I would say, but. Uh, like I said, my favorite artifact, my favorite history point is making, I think this one sells it the best. Yeah. style Destiny is sold my favorite, I mean, in my favorite way. So, I don't know how you guys feel, like you want to rank the artifacts necessarily, but like, how do you guys feel about that?
2: I don't know. Crystal Skull is pretty unforgettable. Sounds like a bad unforgettable, though.
1: <laughs> the way you
2: said it. I don't even know what the first three were from the first three movies. I just remember the Crystal Skull because it was... We okay. literally said it. Yeah. And then this one because I just saw it.
1: Well, there's the Ark of the Covenant which kills everyone. Um, right? And then there's mm-hmm. uh, the Sankra Stones, the three stones. The Temple it was supposed Doom.
3: to be five, but yeah.
1: It was supposed to be five, right? But they only find three. Um, and then there's the, the Holy Grail Which heals his father at the end, by the way. Spoiler.
2: Dude,
1: it's an 89. (laughs) (laughs) Was
3: it like the. You know what? My theory behind all of this, also, the way he's uh, still kicking and doing all these things, is because he drank from the
1: cup. He drank, right? It made made him fit. That's my theory. I've always
3: had that thing. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't make him fit. It just revitalized everything, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, even though I'm already in my 40s or whatever, now Mm -hmm. I've been in my 20s, it's like he just. 20 years younger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you
1: know. I can see that. I can see that. So, yeah, I've heard that before. Um, makes sense? Cool. No, no. One yeah. other, oh, sorry, one other thing, question. Um, And I think this is the biggest part of this movie that is kind of like forced in. I bought it. I was fine with it by the end of the movie. But it's still like, it's like trying to appeal audiences. The biggest thing in this movie that's trying to appeal audiences is that once again, Indiana is fighting Nazis.
2: Yeah. It's a st- trademark. can't... F- but, you know, uh, evil, not, you but the top two the movies
1: of the franchise definitely fight Nazis. That's the other component. Uh, but that's the history thing, the Christianity thing I mentioned. I, is, I, I did
2: not see that coming.
1: <laughs> you're joking, right? Yes, that was a joke. Okay, good. I don't know if you're being pissed. Off, uh, <laughs> that's
2: the joke.
3: <laughs> um yeah the uh i when i first saw nazis i was like oh man they just can't leave this but at the same time it is the movies all take place well not all but that's his, that's what he's alive he's alive in those in that time frame like at a lot of, and it makes sense why wouldn't you try to go to help out and collect artifacts that are being stolen you are an archaeologist no
0: right?
1: the movie sells it really well it's no, really no. I, well made
3: right that's what i'm saying it does a good job so like but, but they're also you,
1: doing you, it to appeal like the, that's the villain that everyone will buy the most
3: of course and, but what i right. liked about it is a the connection they do later in the movie because then it's like yeah. that's yeah. that's what's really good about it that's that i
1: agree i they did a really good job yes yeah. they did i'm not i, I, I probably would have done the same because yeah. it's such a good script about it, it uses yeah. it so well but like you know I mean, part of the reason people really hated kingdom of Skars Sc- uh, is because they were dealing with Russians. But well, that makes sense In the time. I know it makes sense, but yeah. I, I know that. I mean, we've just proved here, all three of us, I think for the most part, can separate the need for something, a, a relic that we know worldwide versus a relic we don't know as yeah. a main plot and not see right. it as ridiculous because we only don't because we never heard of it before. That makes no sense. There's plenty of cultures out there that we don't know about, but... Uh, we can also say that, yeah, Russians, uh, communists, you know, Soviet-era Russians can be just as threatening as Nazis. Right. But because they're not Nazis, people were, like, not taking them as seriously. I don't know if you remember about back in Kindle school days, but that's how people were talking about it. Yeah. Remember? Our friend made a joke about it. Remember? Um, where, um, I think it was him, Sean. I think he did it. He was like, 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 you can't compare it to Nazis. He was like, they're not Nazis. They're trying to be Nazis, but they're not. They're not as, like, he was making it sound like it's not as the big bad as what we as the previous movies. Um, which I get. I mean, people feel that <laughs> yeah, way. But I get, just, I, I, I understand
3: that, but that's the yeah. current bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm with you. Yeah. Just saying. I know, I know, I know. I that's just... what people think, right. and that's... Well, it's better than neo-Nazis,
3: so... Yeah.
1: I just hate that they had to write that in to explain it. They did a really good job doing it, but they had, to, you know, it feels like they yeah. had to do it,
3: you know? I get it, I get it.
1: So, spoilers, ready? Yes, i Spoilers for uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny starting right now. Where did it begin? So, oh, Shia
3: Booth dies.
1: Dude, his career is so bad. It, 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 Hollywood hates him so much, and people, that they killed him off.
3: Not even like, uh, well, he's studying abroad <laughs> or doing his no, own adventures. This right. no, motherfucker is dead.
1: What, dead. He was in the sun, was he? That's his son in the that's
3: crystal his skull. Line.
2: It wasn't you saw actually... oh, it like...
1: when it came out. Oh, okay. You said that's the one you remembered, so I figured you saw it recently. Oh, I
3: don't remember why. So that's his what? son in crystal skull. The his uh, Marion is the is the mom. Still the same Marion. Still the so same, same Marion, right? Still same actress, Karen Allen, right? Karen Allen. Okay. okay, like everybody's still the same. She, he passed. Uh, he passes away because he joins the war. Right? Uh,
1: we're thinking Vietnam, right? Was that uh, no? I mean, no, yeah
3: weird. it would have to be Vietnam. it would have to be either nam or yeah what's after nam korean korean war or, what came before. before now
1: before it was korean Pretty sure. oh yeah
3: sorry before no.
1: anyway one of those and he died yeah <laughs> they had to kill him off i think they did a good job with it, it like an emotional arc for indie that worked yeah. when he gets asked the question where would you go i was like i would go to stop my son from enlisting right
3: yeah that you know and we that was we all knew that we all knew the answer to it right we all knew what he was going to say well we all knew the story when they said his son is dead right or they had mentioned that you know yeah. his, that his son is that son he's divorced it makes sense the, the kid obviously died and they couldn't live together they couldn't well, live with each other anymore.
1: they did a good reveal for that because you know indiana jones has never been a good stay-at-home person <laughs> he can't right. have a relationship that's part of like a part of a gag of the whole movies yeah and the Kingdom of kiss of the Skrull had the ending of like him hooking up with Marion again and with a son and a revitalized you know not life up, marrying that. her marrying her right uh well cuz he left her at the altar right the first time but before between movies well not the altar
3: but uh, something yeah, like close enough
1: yeah like they were engaged maybe and um and uh, so the beginning of this one is like, oh, it looked like a part of the gag, which I thought felt like, oh, that's kind of dumb. I, I didn't think I didn't like that at first, thinking that oh, they're separated, divorced again because he can't, he can't do married life, he can't do stay at home anything, right? Yeah, um, he can't do the husband shit. And then, and then the movie reveals that that no, it's because uh, his son from the from the Skull movie that he enlisted and died and shit, and that broke up the marriage, which is very common and very understanding. I'm like, oh shit, they. They completely rewrote what I thought of that of that of that plot in that moment, and that was yeah. cool. That was a cool reveal, emotionally speaking. That was
2: a good art for him. I I like that art for him a lot. Yeah, he's a damaged man. No, he is. He's done. He is. Is. I mean, those are the best characters. It's kind of redemption.
1: Yeah, arguably the first two movies didn't have that. He was an undamaged.
3: I have a joke. side sidebar here, but yeah. did you did you like the Uncharted games at all, Luke? Yeah.
1: Come on. Uh, we need more, Ralph. Oh, I
3: only bring it up because that's basically Indiana Jones. You're just playing yeah, the game with more it.
2: platforming and way more guns. There's a lot of shooting in those games, for sure. No, of course. Oh, this it it's fucking genocide. It's Rambo style. Well, what that so what,
3: what yeah, I like about this movie is that uh, the current everything. Uh, Uzis are current, you know, uh, that's what everyone's using, or that's
1: mm-hmm. the like, current weapon. You mean the points? biggest fucking German we've ever seen in our lives? right right that too he um, was humongous i'm surprised he could go in the caves at all yeah he was part of the the super
3: soldier mm. fucking. i was <laughs> so
1: curious because you kept hitting soldier. him and surprising him and it was doing no effect i'm like how is he gonna defeat this guy this is the biggest guy and you're 70 plus so like yeah. how are you gonna i you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but the kid fucking cold-bloodedly dropped him that was insane yeah, yeah. yeah that was cool i like that that was all cool right. So you, so you're saying, uh, you're asking why Luke can like the Uncharted games and not like Indiana Jones?
3: Yeah, I mean, you're you're getting it. This this is the source, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, no, it's heavily inspired by, yeah,
3: yeah. I'm sure some one of them. I'm sure one of them
1: got high and was
3: like, "Uncharted, ripped
2: off Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider ripped off Pitfall, Pitfall ripped off (laughs) Indiana Jones." So
1: you're saying that they all ripped
2: off Indiana Jones? Everyone rips off someone. (laughs) It's Down the line.
3: Um, uh, yeah what i what i like about this story and i get why you say it's your favorite relic for me the least favorite my my least favorite relic it's a toss-up to be honest with you between the uh ark i don't really care for the ark hmm. um and uh the crystal Sk- Uh the crystal skull like is i usually say that as my first answer but i don't really care yeah. for the ark I, yeah. the ark of the covenant is something that i was just like I never even heard of that shit. Like, and it was one of those things. Like, I never heard hmm. of that shit. Before, I did. So before that, and then until so this movie tells me, and then I hear more about it afterwards. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, hmm. right? Uh, the Holy Grail though, for me is the, like that. That number one. Uh, this one is right there. The second though. Uh, this is these are one and two. I love that. I love that whole like. We never even touch. Like it's just so far back in history. Like, of, in almost like an ancient world, right? And it wasn't an ancient world. <laughs> It's all the BC stuff. We're all in, you know, AD and stuff, uh, mm. living and doing all these other things.
1: And it's yeah, this is a Roman era stuff, right? It's Before, so cool. All these and other lo- and I love it thing. because I'm just
3: like, I love that. So much. There's so little of it, right? So little of information that we have. We just know some history of some things, but we don't know everything. And just little little tidbits of things that we have. Um, but yeah, that's it. Was a really it is a really cool thing uh like device to use and what he came across of using, and even when they when they all the way till the end of the movie when they actually do all that everything they do, mm-hmm. um, I love that. I lo- I loved all of that. That was really cool. The whole story about what Mads Mikkelsen wants to do which the device basically lets you. It's a cool idea. Yeah, you get to time travel or he back these, to these, kill
1: these Hitler, but only because he wants to do it better than Hitler. <laughs>
3: Right, which is so right. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, Hitler, Hitler. He, he, You're right. Oh, he wants right. to out Hitler. Hitler, plus. Hitler yeah. He's like, I was there. I saw all the mistakes. You know? Right.
1: He took note of everything. Right.
3: Right. And that—that's listen, hey man. That's so German. It—it it hurts. Um, hmm. And uh, but yeah. that's that's cool. And then the the seeing of it, right. And also, Indiana Jones calling him out on the like, hey, like, w- there's more to stuff now. Like, you can't just go back based on those things. Like, we know that time isn't you know just straight linear like there you have to take into account other things and other you know mm-hmm. little
1: pockets and stuff oh when he mentions the continent content drift yeah the continent which is drift. uh which is funny because it all meant nothing because uh the whole the whole point of this wondrous time making time machine is that it only takes back to one point in time the whole time anyway yeah it's all about the the battle of um the sea syracuse, of, yeah. syracuse by the romans and when that's what it was about
3: when he's inventing the
1: yeah the, well he's the inventing device. the fucking <laughs> dial yeah yeah that, well, that, I that, guess it, that was yeah. a cool last uh, little reveal there. Um, that is a
3: cool, really, really cool reveal, and I love the yeah. fact that he obviously speaks the language because he's studied it his whole life, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Her, him, and Phoebe Wall- Waller-Bridge. Well, mainly her,
0: right? Exactly. Yeah,
1: and yes. I, I really like her. I thought she was a great partner in this adventure. Yeah, uh, fucking uh, sh- thieves, so- money grubbing kind of yes. like, And, then, and it so that. great
3: because that is like the current that. person. She it, like she needs to be, and they did that. They did a little bit of that also in um in the uh, Crystal Skull with his, his other partner that he had that was also a thief.
1: Um, oh yeah, uh, uh, Ray Winstone. No, you talking about Ray oh, Winstone's Winston, character, yeah. the one who was like the double agent, triple agent.
3: The, yeah, yeah, he just wanted money, and they get. I get it. It's it's hard times to make money and stuff like that, yeah. and
1: yeah. he was just you know
3: I don't give a fuck. Like I just I just. But her money.
1: character was just so fun to watch every time. She yeah, it was because science. you could tell
3: like you you can tell she she knows she knows enough to get and she to be in this world but she's mm-hmm. in it for like the wrong reasons right she's yeah. in it for like the opposite reasons of Indiana Jones yeah and it is so great because she, and you can, you can see like his heartbrokenness of it I'm like bro it belongs in a museum like come on like we really like this is history we should treasure it not sell it for treasure you know as treasure you know yeah um, so
1: that yeah. Was
3: cool. she was really good i i, I dug her I I thought I wasn't going to like her, but uh she sold it. She's I
1: Also uh like how they um they minimized the the villains in this movie because you know, there's a lot of action scenes in this one. There's a great car chase scene in Tangiers with the uh, tuk-tuks that I really liked. Really really love that. The horse thing too in the, in the in New York was also I love
3: the horse scene. I love yeah. that. So what what they dope. stole that from somewhere though. They stole that horse
1: scene from like It looked familiar. Was it a John Wick thing? Y-
3: you know what? No.
1: Was he wasn't a horse in the third no, one. No, you know what? I... Uh, true lies. True, you're right. Yes. True Lies. But does he go in the subway too or no? No, he doesn't do the subway. He goes. He into goes the up and down stairs. He goes to into the mall into the, mall and to the mall, elevator. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It did have true Lies True lies. uh yeah. waves there. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminiscing. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Because it did look a little familiar, and when I was watching, I just couldn't, couldn't pinpoint where. Um, what was it saying? Oh, um, that the other movies, uh, all of the other movies, there's a shit ton of bad guys. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: the Russians, that have a whole like cavalry of Russians with that uh, with that main girl with Kate uh, Blanchett's villain character, right? Yeah, uh, which is never ending. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Nazis are everywhere yeah. uh, in the in the two Nazi movies, and then uh, the thuggy cult are massive, fifty hundred people, whatever. Right. This one is only like four.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, and they slowly. Really, they, they really—they all three of them die at the end. So yeah. they really make it pretty far out there. It's not like a lot, a lot of killing going on. There is killing and stuff like that. There is like, but none of them are goons. There's no goons in this movie except for the opening, of course, with the Nazis in the 1939. But um, there's very little goon stuff, and maybe that could be a part, another component of why maybe this movie didn't feel as genuine to the yeah. originals because all four of the previous movies have a lot of goons to them. And a lot of, uh, you know, like, fucking uh, collateral damage. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I think, uh, and I don't know if it's a, it's a Nazi trope, but mm-hmm. I think this movie, more than the other movies that I remember, they have an issue with, uh, there's a lot of times you can kill Indiana Jones. You officially don't need him anymore. Yeah. And I you I felt that pronounced more in this movie.
2: Mm, they're going to uh, need to move it over eventually. And it was
3: just, no, 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 no. Like, like they, the villains don't require his expertise anymore. Because he's always been like, well, we can use him for we still need him for this. Yeah. He's always gotten out of that, right? Yeah. And it, you don't. You have her. You've always had her. And you just, at this point, you're like just and I don't know if it's like I said like this Nazi trope of like, I want to, you know, like this Bond villain, like I want to see you see me fulfill my thing and it's going to make you feel, make me feel better for you to see me yeah. win and then kill you.
1: Ha-ha, I think it's yeah. a good part to get into what's not, what doesn't work in this movie. Yeah, because right, yeah, probably. we have been really, like, you know, selling the movie. At least me and you
3: have. I know Luke doesn't like the movie at all. He just, it's doesn't just, want to say it. it, to say it but, you don't, but you don't want to say it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> if we had to
2: choose, i will probably watch over Crystal Skull again.
3: Yeah. i watch Crystal Skull again. I think you'd like the movie.
2: Time, to, I'm, I'm, time I'm right now. I've
3: only seen Crystal Skull twice. I've only seen it once. Right. The one time I saw it, when it came out, and I was like, oh, I was rough. And I don't want to watch it ever again. And I did that; I never watched it ever again. And then I watched it again, and I was like, "This isn't as actually. A, this is actually a pretty good movie. It's not great, don't get me wrong, but it's a pretty good movie. It's a really good, you know." To just let I,
1: it, I still it, wouldn't call it, it a good movie. movie, but it's better than I think. In it's, my good, memory. I,
3: no, it's, it's better than well, yeah, better than that first view.
1: It's a sure. really great idea. It's just bad execution. I think <laughs> the bad execution does make it hard to. Yeah,
3: yeah that. so th- this is the issues I have. Well, the issues like it's more pronounced in this movie than ever. That about mm-hmm. just him being able to get killed off or. He's not necessary. Don't get me wrong. I know he's not have to get
1: shot. Like, there's no reason not to ex- execute him.
3: Yeah. Right? That's right. what I mean.
1: In the and case. then also, like, people die of, like, stab wounds
3: easily. And this man lives through a gunshot. I know he got shot with the arm, but, like, or the shoulder. shoulder I right? think shoulder. Right. Shoulder. But it's like, it is a lot of that stuff going on, right? There's yeah. a lot of, like, little things. And it,
2: that's, like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> like, bothersome. Everyone gets shot, they die in this movie. Yeah, I know. He doesn't. Like, even. Uh, that, that bothered me so much because, like, the. I know, I get it. Man. Uh, it's like, oh, I got shot in the, the, the I mean, fucking pinky. Dead. Indiana <laughs> Jones, fucking, fucking, could get down right, in the well, heart. the, the, whole ah, ha, ha, ha. Bro, the guy me.
3: got a gunshot, a gunshot wound to his belly. And yeah, he'll die from it if he doesn't get medical attention, but he dies right away. And you're like, okay. Like, that's
1: kinda yeah. crazy. I mean, then, I, I, it's unfortunate that's a trope of many movies. Yeah, it is. But, like, yeah, it's definitely, it doesn't look good in this one because it's so pronounced when right. they approach him and they don't shoot him. Yeah. It just feels more pronounced when that scene is so um, shown so yeah. so much. Um, otherwise, in the beginning, I had, a, I had a problem with the movie, too, where, like. Oh,
3: I have a beginning problem,
1: too. Yeah, when uh, Matt Mickelson makes it to the top of the train towards the end of that Before scene. Before they line.
3: do.
2: Uh-huh. Or uh-huh. right they no, no, after, no, no, after, no, uh, I think one of the Nazi generals or whatever. Like, oh, the Nazi, like, right. like, you right. You know, you're yeah. right.
1: It wasn't It was a Nazi general, and he, he approaches them with the fake spirit of Destiny to attack them. He has a gun the whole time with him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because well, they that, play with the gun thing after. Yeah, when they were fighting and brawling and shit, and right. trying to reach for the gun. Yeah, but not only that, was, but like
3: Indiana Jones is running away towards them, like uh, not towards them, away from them. How
1: are they? Yeah, no, that yeah. The how they
3: how do they catch up so fast, or how do they how did uh, that how one guy catch up so through? fast? And also no the
1: fact that uh, at fifty plus miles an hour on a speeding right. train or whatever, yeah. Matt Mickelson's face gets fucking hidden by that thing. Uh, one of the trail, one of the railroad, should have died. He should have died. Yeah, or at least had a completely. And I, and honestly, face I thought, so I thought they
3: were going to explain that in the movie. I thought they were going to explain that he did nope. like some time travel thing already, and he already done, oh. he's already done this. Oh, thought, you
1: were waiting for that. If, I was no, actually
3: waiting man. for that the whole movie, and I was like, "Oh, we never did that." I go, "Well, that's really shitty." though.
1: it was. It was just dumb. Um, that, um, action that was yeah. There was, there, was, they there, should there have there done something less problems. to. Yeah. not make so, it so. He should have been decapitated, guys. Yeah. He should not have. been.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I know it wasn't going that as fast. Fifty miles is a little fast. I'm, I'm at least. You would
1: need a big dent in
3: the noggin. Well, oh, bro, yeah, you that you would see that even current era, current era a, Matt, yeah. we should
1: be all fucked up, like, at least.
3: Yeah, I got a metal plate in my head. Fucking say something,
1: like right, and they didn't do that. And I was like, oh, that sucks. It is. It is annoying because the gun is, that was annoying too, and it, is, it of sucks boring. because yeah.
3: the devil's in the details. And but there is cool moments where they do a lot of homage, right? And yeah. they do a lot of cool homages, like. That scene where they're uh, when he's she's trying to sell the uh, the artifact. I forgot the name of it. What's what is the name of the artifact in this movie? Dial. It's, what is <laughs> dial? What's, what's, the, what's the name? There's an actual name to it, though. Oh yeah, oh, there yeah, is.
2: like of something, whatever. Right,
3: exactly. I couldn't remember either. Um, but Dial Dustin is just easier. But anyways, uh, when she's trying to sell it, and he pulls out the whip, and they all pull out guns, and it's like, yeah, yeah when cool. you were fighting the Nazis, it made sense. Not everyone has guns. Well, they did, right? Of course, but everywhere in the world that you are. Not everyone has guns. They're all slaves or all this, you know. Yeah. And are, it makes sense, like, again, yeah, but you're you're going against people. It doesn't like, really support.
1: use whip much. That was, like, the really only whip prominent scene, too, by the way.
3: these <laughs> he, old. How is he going to use yeah, I know. It? As I'm right. saying,
1: I love that. they That but, was an attention that they did pay attention I, you know, Yeah, that you know, is oh. a, that is
3: an attention, exactly. Attention to detail to not use it because he can't really use it for that yeah. for that reason.
2: Right. Antikythera. Antikythera. <laughs> yeah.
1: Antikythera, Yeah. Okay. Or Archimedes our communities dial, yeah yeah um, thank you for looking it up and butchering that uh, another bad uh, another bad thing is that this is more about uh, an homage to the, the, the franchise is that there's a lot of back and forth I felt like one of them just it was one too many where they where circumstances require where one of them is separated or taken away and they have to rescue them yeah so by the time it went to the kid I was like okay this is a lot now and I know that all the movies have this. They all do. Last Crusade, Temple, they all have this. Uh-huh. But I felt like it felt like one too many. And yeah, it felt, did, I felt did, a little forced, too.
3: What did you, how did you feel about the kid? Did so you, the kid was... You feel uh, it was forced? The short I, round.
1: The kid, yeah, the new short round. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid felt... Uh, was, uh, like, annoying sometimes. But overall, I, lo- I love the kid. Like, I wish they didn't have to explain things about the kid... Like, I wish he didn't have a whole thing about that, um, you know, pickpocketing the rich, right, for himself. So, like, as a fuck you to them. I, I, I didn't need any backstory to the kid. Don't get me wrong. We sure have backstories and, and motivation for characters. Yeah. But he's, like, fifth fiddle, and I didn't feel like I needed it. I agree. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, uh, some of that stuff was a little annoying. But overall, it worked, though. I was a fan of the kid.
2: What do you guys think? He was all right. Uh, I do. A little annoying, but meh. I
1: know you hate child actors, so.
2: Yeah, not one of the breakthrough ones in this kid.
1: Yeah, he didn't break the bank with his acting, but he also didn't like diminish the movie that much. Yeah, if at all. So it was. Yeah,
3: it was I agree. A- I, well, I well, my favorite line he says is, "I haven't flown that plane yet." He's like, "You haven't flown any plane."
1: Ever? That was another ridiculous part. That was so ridiculous.
3: It was a highly ridiculous. At least they tied in that part. Right. See, I didn't like
1: to tie it in. I just wish he knew how to fly it because he's like a, a, a scoundrel no, from Tangier. You know, like I don't need to know. I don't need to know why. You no, know, um, because
3: that's what he wants to do in life. He yeah. wants to be able to be a pilot or fly, right? And that makes sense. He so he asks pilots all the time, "What do? How does this look? How does it work? I want to. I want to make my own car. Co-. That's cool because that's so child and imaginative, right? I want to create these things and I want to be able to know how it feels to be in a cockpit and actually fly a plane. So he asks people who. do I these mean, things.
1: would you have wanted that's, a backstory as how uh, how short run how to drive a car?
3: no but that's not his goal in life his aspiration
1: no i to mean I, a I think it's fun to find that we like see that surprise there's a kid driving the car you don't need to know why or yeah. how like you just see him doing it and i think i think if he just fucking went that plane, i got it i'm gonna go on that planning and chase you oh whatever i F- uh, follow you around um I think that yeah, would have been a, a fun surprise. But maybe I, maybe too I, ridiculous if not explained I would have thought articles,
3: too maybe. ridiculous. I would have thought too ridiculous,
1: in my opinion. Okay, I would have what that. the fucking kids find? I, mean, I, I, I do think the modern prefer an explanation for things, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I could see that being a case of that. But I felt like I could have done without it, also. Um, sure. uh, yes, I agree, Roth, that ultimately the ridiculous thing is uh, grabbing Indy to go time-traveling with the, with the Nazis. That was... Yeah. That that was the real last separation Also, by the way, yeah. Um, and uh, I thought that was dumb to have him do that. Um, there was another dumb part after that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, the fucking Nazi pilots um, when they travel and they're in the siege for siege of uh, Syria. Oh my god! Don't get what the fuck are they not flying higher? Right. What
2: and purposely the get, do
1: they not understand how they are sky dragons now, and they can't like what yeah why were the were the ships getting destroyed by these arrows uh, uh you know arrows um, and shit well metal arrows well, but yeah they were yeah yeah they were no joke they stole this from the cat from the from the set of game of Thrones right. <laughs> I felt like it. Spears. Although
3: that is a good callback, also because they do explain like how they use mirrors to burn bridge to burn ships. Oh, yeah, that's that funny. Cool. And that's funny. The, the the claws of sh- grabbing e- these ships e- like they,
1: Yeah, all that scene.
2: Though I that. didn't think we were going to see it. They were just yeah, showing relics. So that was so that cool. was a
3: really cool. Like that, that was, was cool. Yeah,
2: no, was cool because they're like, there's no physical evidence of it or whatever. Yes, exactly. it's like, well, yeah. now you know.
1: Yeah,
3: the more you
2: know.
1: But that was dumb. Those fucking pa- that was so dumb. That was really dumb. Hearts yeah. to hollow. Well, but that's they why died.
3: It, that's right. when the other plane didn't get fucking wrecked
1: because it yeah.
3: sto- it stayed higher. Like- it
1: stayed higher, and it wasn't like shooting at them, so. right? Um, and, it just, and it wasn't. And it wasn't a big meanie, also, right? Understand. I get
0: it. Yeah. yeah. I-,
1: I found that believable. I just didn't find the fact that these guys wouldn't pull up for fuck's sake. <laughs> right. Uh, that was insane. That was nuts. Um, but that was, that was cool watching uh, Matt Mickelson's character freak the fuck out when his plan failed and he couldn't make it back to 1931, 29, whatever he was trying to go. Um, that was cool. That was a cool Breath
3: reveal. No,
1: that was a cool reveal. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of this part finale where I thought the, the movie was going to end and I'm glad it didn't? Was when Indy asked to stay in the past. What do you guys think of that whole part?
3: I thought it was cool. I thought, I thought it made sense and I thought it was going to be like, Wow, he's gonna get something. He's gonna get a weird, little like last hurrah of living in. He has nothing else, right? He's, i mm. mean, he has. He's a man who has nothing way else set. anymore, yeah. right? And, and it's cool. And and I, and I was like, that would be a great way to kind of just finish, kill him off, finish, yeah. finish your life, right? No, finish your life. I like killing off as a character. Mm-hmm. I just thought finish your life. That would be a great way to finish your life. There's nothing else for you.
1: The right? next movie takes place in. Yeah right, yeah. and I, I
3: thought it was a, a cool thing, and I love the reality check he got though. I I like that more though, the reality check. So
1: you do that. prefer the way it actually, the movie played I, out. I do prefer
3: that. Yeah yeah.
1: Would you accept? Would you have accepted him staying if that's what? I
3: would have had, had more argue more problems about like him, like well, how does he affect the future now? How does he All affect right. the past? And I would have had too many time travel problems with the movie. Yeah. And I would have been like, well, what about this? But butterfly is a different tangent. It a different no, different right? it was, it's
2: the thing. It, it already happened in the past. It's it's a loop. Is it right? Yeah. Are
1: we are we going through that? Is that
3: well? Yeah, well, that's why, that's
2: why Archimedes is is well, too. Well, he yeah. had to not watch exactly right. right. Um, so there's never no a start or an end to it. It's just a constant loop. Well, there's a
1: problem always with time travel stuff. So let's not get too into it because the movie is like, not a time travel. It's time not time primer. We don't. Know. Um, Luke, what did you think of that ending? And what were we talking about?
2: Oh yeah. Well, I thought I'm like that's it. That's how they're gonna get him. That's how they end the franchise. I was like, okay, we're done. Nope.
1: Now, do you prefer the way it actually ended, or do you would you wish she stayed? It's
2: fine. I'm, I'll be there for Indiana Jones and the Walker of Wisdom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Indiana Kate as a positive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would like to see an adventure set with uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. That'd be nice. I be mean. Nice. I-
2: that be cool too. If LeBouff couldn't do it, maybe she'll take over the hat. I'm
1: sure he can not do it, just nobody wants him. <laughs> That's the difference.
2: <laughs> he was never dead. He was just in a, career, no, he's a Korean War he's thing. Dead.
1: He's dead. Um, POW. I also prefer the movie how they did it. And I like how she's like, uh, I'm not accepting them. punches yeah. them out, <laughs> wakes right. up in 1960, whatever. 68, uh, 69. And um, that, was, that was cool. <clears throat> that was really cool. I liked that a lot. The movie did not pull punches in that sense uh, because it's not just because of the time thing of what he could fuck up, but like he doesn't belong there. I was with her on that. Yeah. You know, on that. And, uh, he she belongs have, in a museum. He, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but while I was watching that scene and he was like you know, asking to stay and all that. I was like, kind of with him too at that moment. Like, yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. that. I can see. Oh, that.
3: dude, as an old like, yeah, that's a
1: historian. Great. I get that. You know, yeah. It also brought me this question, and I find this fascinating too. In all five movies, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know much about historians, but they tend to have a focus. Okay. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, all of these movies, except for probably Temple of Doom, because they just accidentally stumble into that. Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, except for that one. They all, he knows or meets the expert in yeah. the field of that mission.
3: My, that's my favorite thing he about this movie. no
1: focus. Yes.
3: That's my favorite thing about this movie is that he's never had any. He's never the expert. Oh, he's never the expert. No. He's right. never had that one. He's never been that one guy who, yeah, so I just, my, my, uh, my thesis was on this. And I right. just studied that for the rest of my life. His
1: thesis is never one of these movies.
3: Right. I don't know what his thesis was. No, but it wasn't any the of these five sticks, movies. He sticks enough to. He's like, well, I I know enough to get by, and I know enough to because I was always worldly, and my my dad always taught me to be worldly, right? right. So I do all these extra things. Like right. I was forced to, do. Cool, but uh, I I just like history. I'm just a history guy.
1: Nerd. I think that is a, a, a maybe a more of a positive or bubbly, you know, way to think about it. I kind of think that it's maybe a little bit of a mess up if we know less we don't know much about his focuses is 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 like historical gravitas mm-hmm. we all know he can do it he can do he can do anything he's a yeah. very great he, what he's really good at is honest quick thinking kind of guy, yeah. you know and yeah. that's what he's really good at it makes him really viable for adventures basically but as a historian he knows he's like a jack of all trades i get yeah. that but like again i feel like there is something missing if there is no I mean, maybe it's more better if to leave the character mysteriously, not focus on one subject. Yeah. Maybe that's part of the appeal. Well, I don't know.
3: We know it's not the Holy Grail.
1: <laughs> we know it's not the Holy Grail. Right. We know it's not the Ark of the Covenant. Right. Um, it? the Ark of the just- Covenant comes up. What? That's a mission that's brought to him by the government yeah. out of the blue. You know, yeah. it's not even. You know, in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, it was John Hurt's character that was the expert, not him. Yeah. yeah someone he knows the same with this one. Toby what's his name. Toby. Jones, the actor, um, he's the expert in Dial of Destiny, and like it just—I f- find that fun, fun to think about.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that too when I was watching the movie. I was like, he's never the expert. He's never the—you know what? He is an expert at kicking Nazi's ass.
1: Kicking yeah, Nazi ass, one hundred percent. Let's go. Um, anything else on Gen Jones? Cool puzzle stuff. I love the puzzle stuff. Makes sense. Yeah, the displacement of water was really nifty. I love that a lot. Mm. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to review our second film, which is what?
3: It is uh, Asteroid City.
1: Mm -hmm. Stay with us.
3: Following a writer on his world-famous fictional play about a grieving father who travels with his tech-obsessed family to small rural Asteroid City to compete in a junior stargazing event. Only to have his worldview disrupted forever. Huh. That's a hell of a fucking thing. Uh, this, is Astero- this is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City, uh, written and directed by Wes Anderson, also written by Roman Coppola, starring everyone he's ever had in his movies. No, um, starring Jason Schwartzman, uh, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Brian Cranston, Ed- Edward Norton. It's a fucking cast, if I ever heard of one. Um, I got to get these guys. Uh, Leif Schreiber. I was like saying Leif Schreiber's name. Uh, Jake Ryan. We're going to say because of Woodrow. Uh, Rupert Friend. Uh, Stephen Park. What was the other one? There's one more that I wanted to say. Uh, oh, Aristotle Meehan. That's who the guy I was wanting to bring up. Uh, cool. This is uh, I think we, has everyone I think we've all seen like if not most of Wes Anderson's work a good portion of it, right? Not oh, all. yeah.
1: Definitely, I've seen all of them. Yeah, so, even his commercial. Even his, I've seen the commercial.
3: Uh, which
2: commercial?
1: American
3: Express. Um,
1: There's another one he did too. Did he? Pretty sure. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, we're gonna go with Luke, Lucas. What did you? Uh, what was your thoughts of Asteroid City?
2: Um, obviously, I enjoyed it a lot because I am a sucker for Wes Anderson films and aesthetic. The only uh, issue I had with the movie was kind of the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, like no, the that the movie is essentially a play, kind of taking three parts, and that just kind of just took the me. Story away. Device, yeah. yes, the story device of how it was going and whatever. That was the only thing, but I kind of at the beginning it just threw me off. I do like how in the middle of the movie it kind of interjects. And, like, the tech the character's kind of, like, talking, like, about himself, like, and, like, his purpose, I guess. And that kind of brings it in. But at the beginning, it just threw me off. It was a curveball I did not see coming. Okay. And I just want to know, how the hell does he get all these amazing actors to work with him? Well, they want to. They want yeah, to. Yeah. Sure. I'd love to be on, a, on the set like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's very meticulous as fuck. Like, you're not Pro- standing in the oh, right probably. position. Move one inch to the left.
2: I said an inch, not a quarter of an inch. Yeah, yeah. He's probably like but that. But no, one. Um, and one thing, though, when I walked into the theater, I was shocked by how many people were in there. I thought I went into the wrong theater. <laughs> yeah, my theater was packed, too.
1: Yeah, Raf and I saw this together, and, uh oh my God. All the... Um, all the white Anderson people came Nights. out for this movie. Yeah, all the white people came out for this movie, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is their day out, right? You know? Just like happened with French Dispatch too, but I expected that because I went to a boutique, so to speak, yeah. theater in uh, Chicago. We all went the landmark century. We did we all go together? Yes. I don't remember. Didn't that at we? All. I, I thought remember. I went up by myself. I remember kind of coming myself but i always remember.
2: oh do you know, i'm thinking of triangle sadness never mind
1: yeah that was triangle sadness yeah no that was that was definitely us together <laughs> Bob had his second asshole remember yes. um or was about to um right. anyway uh what was i saying? anyway but i expected that for that movie theater but and this one was like a regular amc it was at night you know uh but yeah they there were all there in full force it was a nearly packed theater Good yeah. thing for western Anderson, because he's technically still, he I would say he's hes like one of the most prolific, but still very much indie directors. He's crazy? still kind of an indie director. He only does what he wants. You know what I'm saying? But that's why his movies are like, and there's movies that are never in the, top, in the quadrant four of like family fun kind of thing, or it's action driven franchise superhero. He doesn't do any of the ones that people, uh, studios look out for making money, right? Um, but he still manages to be between that and like an actual indie, you know, trying to scrape money and shit like that. I'm mean, sure I don't know how he does to make money for this movie, how he scrapes it, but I think he has very little problems with it and uh and his movies are still kind of bangers for the most part. Yeah. Anyway you were saying, Luke, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, those are just my first impressions. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool,
2: cool, cool. Awesome. Oh uh Scul Johansson nude. <laughs>
1: Uh, so I, I feel like this is a strange Wes Anderson entry, and I mean strange good. I I, I, I did enjoy this movie. Um, I'm, I would say that I enjoyed it probably more than The French Dispatch, mainly because of its storytelling device. was the, And that one was that it was a few short films, right? Yes. A few yes. shorts written in the disguise of uh, this, uh, this newspaper that wrote about all these stories. Um, it's interesting what he's doing lately, and I find it. Uh, intriguing for sure. Um, the what's different about this one is the storytelling device is different, of course. Um, but I couldn't, in, I couldn't be in love with these movies. Like I, I fell in love with one of the story, one of the shorts in the Dispatch, and not to mention Royal Tenenbaums and uh, Budapest Hotel. You know, I love those movies. I love those characters. Um, those those kids in that kid movie What's the movie one. A Moonrise Kingdom. Hmm. That one as well. A, you know a very tender story and stuff like that this one I feel like I liked it a lot and I, I love things about it sure, but I wasn't never in love with the movie, which is a uh, probably a misstep for for my for my side but i, I very much like a lot of stuff in this movie for sure I think uh what he's doing you know Wes Anderson movies are so uniquely him he has such a style and you know centered camera point of view that you know, you can't unsee uh, an Anderson movie. You know immediately when you walk into a room that that's, that's a worse Anderson movie, um, which is hard to do. And, and he has that trademark down. I feel like this is the first time ever where I got whiffs of other filmmakers in his movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Two particular whiffs. And this sounds like gross now because I keep saying whiffs. But, um, <laughs> whiff it good. Whiff it good, yeah. The two filmmakers I feel like either uh, he was inspired by maybe or feels very much like those other filmmakers are David Lynch and <laughs> and um and, uh what's his name? Adaptation. Charlie Kaufman. I feel like there is some Kaufman in this movie. A little less Lynch than Kaufman, but there is some Lynch in, as well. And we'll get into that in spoilers for sure. But I feel like he... I'm not saying he stepped out necessarily. I think he is playing with different forces, different storytelling devices, of course, but also playing with different ways to tell his story in, a, in, a, in interesting ways. That as uh, that as a filmmaker, I'm glad he because in the French Dispatch, I was I was lamenting the fact that his stuff is feeling a little stifled too, even though he's doing he's trying different things. But like I felt like you know. Am I past? Am I over the Wes Andersonness of his, his career? You know, like am I over it? Over, you know, already after what twelve movies or so, at least ten, I think. And um, and uh, no, I think this one revitalized for me. I think I was really digging what he was trying to do, um, even if it wasn't emotionally successful for me. So yeah, I was a fan. Rough,
3: cool. Uh, yeah, I. I love how. Um, I, I mean, I really dug this movie, but I what I really like about it is just I, I think he just plays on the fact that we all know what a West Anderson movie is, and he, we all know that we yeah. everyone knows that what a West Anderson movie is, way, yeah. and he's like, well, let's play with that. Um, <laughs> and it feels it feels so like <laughs> it's so like uh, wall breaking in many aspects, <laughs> and I feel like that that's the joke at the same time. Um, not that there has to be a joke to it, but I mean, it it just feels like that's what we're that's what we're getting that's what we're being told as well, right? And it's so interesting to see um, like the explanations of everything that happens in this, like the play, that, that our movie that's in a play that's being told by the the guy who made the play. You know, like yeah. all these all of these layers that are going on in this. And,
1: and the so- actors that are in Asteroid City are also actors. Correct. While the play's being made, play, right, yeah. and while it's being written, they're yeah,
3: all yeah. The level right. of meta-ness is astonishing. You know? That's the Charlie
1: um, Kaufman that I was talking about. By the way. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear. I hear no, 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 making movies. Basically. Yeah, movies about right, exactly.
3: And I, I get it, I get everything. I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it's just, but I love that. I, I, I like. I love that about this movie. <laughs> like, and it's. Uh, I mean, I love the the shots that he has in this movie. I just there's a lot of really cool and funny moments i didn't laugh super loud like one of the audience members did in my movie theater or our <laughs> movie theater but yeah. i did there was a guy who was laughing really loud um, but at the same time i yeah there was those moments right like that is funny like that's that's really funny <laughs> like i just how it's being portrayed and everything um yeah. so yeah i dug this movie a lot um and just how it is and just it's i i can rewatch it again and be like i didn't even see that or notice it the first time or there's just so much going on that it's it's also hard to keep up with as well um and uh yeah but it was uh it was a really fun movie overall uh and funny fun and funny so there's the a comment.
1: Um, yeah I never felt like you know uh, um, I think this might be his least laugh out loud movies or I did laugh the most I know I had a smile for a lot of the jokey stuff, but it never like it was never like a actual laughing thing for me unlike his other movies. Which, by um, the way, a lot of his movies... A lot of his movies are so quick, though. Like it's, it was that quick, it's, it, Yeah, like... you know, I think there's always a mix of genres for his movies. Mm-hmm. And comedy seems to be in all of them a little bit, if not yeah. a lot. But, like, they're usually in the guise or in the context of something really tragic or dramatic happening. You know? Like, yeah. in this movie, in the beginning, when uh, the family, the... I will say the main family, I guess. Jason Schwartzman's family. By the way, those three little girls, Jesus. Um, <laughs> when they when they break down in Asteroid City, you know, he and he tells them like your mother is dead and oh I know God. that you know, it was it like um like I don't really believe in heaven, but you're Episcopalian, so you do. Like that <laughs> like that's a joke surrounded in this horrible conversation he has to he, tell a child that their parent is dead. Right. You know, like he has that's classic Anderson. Yes, that and, is classic. You know what I'm saying, but like there are other times in this movie and other movies as well that he's doing a joke for the joke's sake. For example, like I think there's a scene in, with Scarlett Johansson and Jason Schwartzman, and the nude scene actually, and it's uh, which we'll get into more if we have to in, in spoilers. But I mean it's hard to spoil this movie also, it's, like weird. Yeah. But anyway, um, that uh, it's a it's a sight gag. The whole thing was a huge setup for the sight gag involving tasteful nudity yeah. and like what is considered to be whatever and the the ness of it yep. the fact that Scarlett Johansson besides one other movie does not show her like show her body in that way Um and she does it for a side gag in a Wes Anderson movie is funny in itself you know and you could almost miss it if you don't get it it's it's actually kind of an intelligent little, little joke there but it's like a thrown off joke though it's a, it's a throwaway joke it doesn't Really affect the plot. Not that there's much plot in this movie. Yeah, um, it's just so weird to describe it.
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's it's but it's done in a Wes Anderson way. That's that's the uh, mm-hmm. beauty of it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So yeah, there's a lot of the, there's a lot. It is hard to say what what is the spoil in this movie because I think we could talk about the whole thing besides not even say the plot and then be like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is that right? Um, there's yeah. a lot in this movie. There is a lot of this movie. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess do we want to just kind of yeah. get into spoilers? We just talk freely about it. and Just kind of like go into it.
1: Yeah, we can get into it early and just uh, get in. Yeah, you know, get get started on it. Like, I just want one one thing before is that how would you how would you recommend this movie to someone? Like, how would you pitch it? Like, if you had to.
2: <laughs> do you know who Wes Anderson is? No. Okay. Well, then that's uh... okay. Then what would you say next after they huh. say no? Well, um, you're missing
3: out. Uh, what is your? I was. I would ask. Uh, do you like dry humor? And are you are you quick witted? Hmm.
0: Um,
3: that would be my next question. If I no one view That's any, not you know one so so. Not bad. and if, uh, if they feel like I feel like I get okay, I'd be like, um, this movie is going to be very fast paced in comparison to what you're used to while you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's not as fast paced, there is some moments where it is pretty quick, but it's not as fast paced. Um, but you are uh, it is it is a it is a very layered movie and i wouldn't explain it that way but I, overall i think you'll have fun this is like a film uh, you know this is
1: weird to say <laughs> right yeah now. i can it's, see people saying that it's weird but yeah you do say
3: this is a film like i can't say i'm just going you know to watch this movie i could to you guys anything back
1: right? in the 2000s you couldn't be into you couldn't be a, a cinema major or, or a cinephile or yeah A filmmaker, if you didn't love Rushmore. Like, that's how it felt. Like, it was so pretentious. (laughs) It made made me, it made me, like, it made me kind of, like, not want to see Rushmore. But, like, I did, obviously, I love that movie. But, like, um, I definitely don't, like, think it's, like, required or anything. (laughs) It's just a movie. Like, um, nothing's required. I mean, uh, for us here, yeah, because we know each other and it's different, but, like, you know, not for anyone, Um. I don't know why I said that. I something you said, Rob reminded me of that. But um yeah, hard to pitch this movie. I, I like what Rob said though. Like it dry humor. You have that. You mm-hmm. have that capacity in your chamber. You have the ability to understand that. Yeah. Um great. Here's some layered shit. Uh don't try too hard to pay attention to it. Like it's not like Yeah. It's something to absorb, not something to Yeah, it's not really a murder
3: layer. mystery. Like mm-hmm. it's you right. know, you're not trying to figure out craziness and, just, just and enjoy fact, it just In fact there's
1: some things in the movie I, I really don't have figured out. I don't think the movie cares whether I do or not. You know, so uh, now we can get into spoilers for uh, Wes Anderson's uh, Asteroid City. Starting now, what would you like to start off? <laughs>
3: um, actually, I, I have a perfect perfect place to start, in my opinion. Um, I would like to start with Edward Norton's character.
0: Okay, uh, that's
1: the writer. Yeah,
3: the writer. yeah, Conrad. Yeah, he's the guy who's make who makes the play and mm-hmm. is explaining it to everybody about what he's trying to make, right? And then he eventually gets the actor that he knows is going to be the main actor, which is Augie uh, Steinbeck or Steinbeck or whatever. At
1: first, Steenbeck. I said Steinbeck. In That's what I thought, book too.
3: Book. I thought it was Steinbeck, like too, but... I, right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but... So, yeah, let's talk about his character because his character almost feels, like, useless in the beginning. Um, it's like a setup for why, in my opinion, from what I was... like watching the movie right as it's going mm-hmm. and I was like why, why are we why do I care about him is it because of, oh, he's the creator okay right and it's and it is that like notion of like okay he's he's making this and it's happening as he's talking about it like he's like he's about to tell us this whole set, like this setup right or this yeah. part already happened right and stuff like that so but he's but we're seeing the actor who's gonna be Playing the main character, sell himself to him that he's going to be the main character, but we already know that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's and there's like, and so it's a flashback. Okay, cool. I mean,
1: they also become lovers, right? Right, and then then there's
3: like, so there's and then there's that, right? So like,
1: could that be saying something regarding about his uh, relationship uh, with Scarlett Johansson's character? Like, did it add a layer to that? Like, did you? Did it, did it make you feel like their their attraction was believable because they're actors within actors? Yeah, <laughs> doing a play that's really a movie version of it. But the yeah, or was it not believable because we know that he is like he found his way into this into this part uh-huh. by being well, you know, by first of all not being into women and by sleeping with the writer. Right. You know what I, I'm saying? Uh, is it doing that?
3: I I don't think it adds or takes away anything from the character um, in that aspect as is like he's gonna follow with the main female lead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it what it does, is I think it's it's more of like it's that. It's that What he asks, right? Well, he goes in there for the reason. It was like, well, listen, I'm taking this part because I should get it, right? Yeah. And uh, but he's just like, why does he do that? He doesn't. Like, he doesn't understand the character in that moment, right? Well, well he asked the probably, director that. He does ask the director. Well, does he ask the director that, or does yes, he ask? The, that was uh Adrian I thought he I, know he. I thought he asked Edward Norton that also at the beginning.
1: Did he ask him also? I wasn't. I don't remember that. I guess that's, I remember just the finale part of and that. And then he, he asked the, the director president. that later. And the director yeah.
3: just goes like, "What is it? You writer, have to right? understand."
1: Yeah. Right, you don't have to understand. You just have to
3: write. That's, that is that right thing. That's, right? that's
1: like, what's that like I, think, the I
3: think he asked. Right, that's another. Right, There's another layer to that. Yeah. And I think it's <laughs> Edward Orton, He asked him that, and he goes, uh, "I don't know. I just he's like I don't know. Like I just you know. And I think he leaves it at that, and they have their romantic thing. But yeah. I don't think it takes away anything from that, and um, that he would like for the for that scar scene. That um, he is that who he is that person. Why would he would fit perfectly? I guess if you were to say that. Um, yeah, it's just a weird role. That's like the weirdest part of the movie for me. And every time they bring him um, um, what in. What did you think, Luke?
2: No, from uh, the one the one weird thing that threw me off the most was the inclusion of or showing the the wife. It's in like a very limited scope. Uh, oh, yeah, that, oh,
1: that
3: like...
2: Margot Robbie's Marvel. character. I have, yeah. I have
3: five minutes in the back to go smoke while we're
2: doing this play. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be your wife and whatever, and it's like, well, that's weird. Why why bring her up as a side character and not in the actual movie? It's like... There's a it's picture like of a, her. <laughs> Huh?
1: There's a picture of her. Like,
2: right. Yeah, it's all these shows. It's like a picture of... A picture
1: this of is how
3: we met. I... I it's that it's like uh, getting the director's cut version of it live,
1: right? And they also because expl- they explained that that the flashback was going to be the, the that day when that picture was taken, but right. instead uh, they describe that day. They don't actually show they her do, right? budget cuts. Well, but what is the point of that? Is I think what we're trying to. Like, is there something we're gleaming from that? Like, other than the fact that it's like a meta component about filmmaking, maybe, which is very possible, it happens all the time in movies. Yeah, I mean, all the time.
2: I, I, I and, it, and, and
1: it does give us that awesome scene with Margot Robbie. You know, when when he has like four minutes before his next line, and he, and he misses goes. the cue. <laughs> he's about to miss. He's about to miss. the cue. He doesn't because it's a, when the, when the movie goes back into it, he's. Uh, he, I think he has the next line after. Um, and I, that that was a cool scene. Uh, separate from the entire movie but a very cool scene about art form and uh and, and and portraying these characters and the art of that and i liked it a lot it was very weird and i think that's that's when the movie that's when i realized that the movie is better seen as um independent scenes like the movie works better as you're watching scene by scene but only focus on the scene itself like when you focus on this scene itself, it's telling its own thing, and yeah, they're loosely connected to each other, sometimes more than others. Yeah, but like it doesn't matter. Like this scene you're watching currently, it's meant to be funny. This scene is meant to be poignant. This scene is meant to be.
2: This
3: yeah. is a, I, this, I, feel, a I feel. I feel like the the way we're just, and, I, and I, we do get broken down into it, that we're getting scenes ten to thirteen at this moment, right? Act 2. Oh,
1: scene. yeah. Chapters, right? Or something. Whatever, yeah. however it's set up. Acts right? and scenes, I
3: thought. Yeah, yeah I, think you, think I think you're act right. Acts and scenes, yeah. Yeah. So, and, But it's almost like as if this is the first time being done for them, for the director, right? Or for the writer, director, for everybody here except for the audience. But we are, the audience is there for this process as you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. And it feels like we're being shot, like you're saying, it is just these scenes, so it is being done so we can get it so we can show it and we're gonna take this play out live or whatever they're doing right mm-hmm. or this movie or whatever i don't know again so take it to take it out to should be able to show it and they're like we're this is what's happening at the moment and these are and it's like that scene for me the margot robbie scene is i take it as in they took it out to begin with and the directors because they didn't need that scene right we could just use this voiceover and it'll be better and mm-hmm. as this progresses, he goes. You know what? It actually needs that scene and being told, but we need to we need to explain what would have happened. And he brings a different way to include that scene in, yeah, because he needs it. But he can't shoot it because it's already done. that we can't get her anymore. That's right. that ship sailed. So we have to do. Uh, this. She's doing
1: a, a, another play across the street. Correct, exactly. Yeah. We have to
3: that ship sailed. So we have to do this for this. So we have to include her in this aspect. This in this manner to do that and that's
1: how I saw that scene hmm. so bad I like that All right. um, what is this, now what is the movie trying to say I think it, I think there's a lot going on in this movie and yes. I think it's trying to say a lot of different things for example like one obvious uh, component of this movie that is uh, about our real life of course is you know, this entire town is quarantined just like, like we were a couple years back. So there's a COVID analogy metaphor right there. Um I think that's an easy one to go to. Uh, and that, that 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 lockdown is brought on by fear and other things. Yeah. Um but and also government. Government, right?
2: Government.
1: Yeah. I don't know if this movie's anti government, but it's definitely no, one of it. And uh, in the in the beginning of uh, this lockdown, when the general when we meet the general for his um, this is before the lockdown, uh, this is when he's introducing himself to the to the young kids that won all these awards, right? For these awesome science stuff, that ray gun's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all of the it was moon cool. projector. The moon projector, yeah. Is that uh, is that what he says? Is that <laughs> because this is a, a trying time in the U.S. Remember, they're doing nuclear explosions. On the horizon's testing. You know, they're testing nuclear bombs, right? Yeah. In this desert. And obviously, that's saying a lot right there. And he's saying, he tells the kids, like, I remember there's one line I told you about, too. Uh, I remember there's one line in the movie where the, the general says, uh, like, to the kids, like, it's, it's not, it's not it doesn't say it's not our fault. It says, it's your fault that you were born at the wrong time. <laughs> Yeah. Which is nobody's fault, by the way.
0: Right, um, right.
1: right. But he says it in such a disdainful, like, old... Not millennial way, but like an old way. Yeah. That I think this movie is really... Not a parts of it, not all of it, of course, because there's a lot going on, but I think part of this movie is about um that discrepancy between the older generation and the newer kids and the newer generations and the differences between them, how we see them and how they see us. I think there's a lot of that in this movie.
2: Yeah. Oh, and especially the youngest generation. Definitely, definitely. The 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 little girls with their witchcraft. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. They're basically emo Which kids I, that we grew up. The gothic kids, you know, stuff like yeah, that. We saw the Wiccans that we meet sometimes.
2: Oh, okay. Although to be fair, that's I laughed the most at those scenes, and I was like the only one in the theater. I'm like, this shit's gold. What do you guys What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, I remember. I remember laughing
1: at those scenes. Some of those scenes, for sure, they were, they were really, really funny scenes. Those girls were like, Hilarious. "They were not." They
2: were, they were, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid of them, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they, they look so adorable, like so clean cut and everything. I mean, just so Wes Andersony, you know? Yeah, the little yeah. dress is like perfect. And they're like, "We're putting a thing on,
1: Mom." One of the very few Anderson. times where I think in, one of the very few times in all of his movies where characters talk over each other. With all that? The characters rarely talk. There's always a response, a uh, back and forth, a cause mm-hmm. and effect. They're, these two girls talk over each other, talk over the adults talking. Yeah, like I never really see that in his movies. Yeah. yeah, felt very Robert Altman, by the way, who's the king of that, by the way.
2: <laughs> or, or, like the other fun thing was the little musical score. Remind me. I uh, remember the teacher with the kids. They were doing oh. like, a little project, and they <laughs> yeah, they just want the talk whole about band. The
1: yeah, yeah, and he just want to talk about the she just wanna talk about the aliens. Oh no, they all want to talk about the aliens and she yeah. just wanted to move on to the next planet yeah. and talk about the planet. Um that was great. That's all like I think a lot of that stuff is reminiscent to today's children and um, how we see it. We think about that kid, probably the funniest kid in my opinion, where the kid's constantly asking people to dare him to do things. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> when the dad went after him? Dude, the dad was fucking choking <laughs> him out like the Homer Simpson <laughs> style. That shit was hilarious, and like nobody, nobody just laughed.
1: It was in the background. Nobody laughed at that. I mean, I remember that. <laughs>
3: I think I had a big smile on my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's a lot of things to the real estate. How how cheap it is to buy a piece of real estate that they have. In right.
1: They're inventing
3: that how that how expensive it's it is later. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a prime real estate spot now. now yeah. Because
1: the alien it. landed there. Right, right.
3: Exactly. And it's just cool. It's so perfect, and it talks yeah. about just today's climate and everything.
1: Well, yeah i think that's another component for sure and, and then back with that kid the daring kid is that he reminds me of like a kid, a kid posting on instagram or on youtube or on tiktok like wanting the attention wanting to not be forgotten yeah and that's why he dares everyone or he asks everyone to dare him to do things it's for mm-hmm. this attention seeking thing that he's uh, wanting to, to do <laughs> and wanting to get and uh i found that kind of also part of the whole thing and not to mention the, the other kid that was a very anti-government. Like, no, no, I have rights. You're going to listen to me. Uh, we're, you know, <laughs> I have the right kid? to... Yeah. yeah, the kid that leaks the story to his uh, school newspaper.
2: No, to a different squad. That was like a buddy of his.
1: Oh, was it? I'm not sure who was, but it was a different. Or what a school newspaper. Yeah, yeah school
2: newspaper leaks yeah. story. That's just funny. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: especially because we think <laughs> about Isle of Dogs, as was like a school newspaper. Yeah, yeah
1: school was... newspapers are definitely, and it just, that's not the, only those two movies. As school newspapers are a big thing in his movies, by the way, <laughs> and they seem to have a lot more gravitas in the real world than in ours, by the way. Oh. No one will ever take them seriously. Right. <laughs> right. Ever. I don't. You can't imagine. Um, I mean, I did while I was at school, but that was on. You, know.
2: you also wrote for the school newspaper?
1: I did photography for one of the school newspapers, and I wrote for a different one.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. Because I wrote for mine. You did? Right? Shut up. <laughs> and actually, used some of my photos for certain, certain
1: things. Nice. Uh, we should compare notes. I did not know you did that. Or if I did, I forgot that fact. Of you. Yeah, it was a long, was long time ago. Well, yeah, me too. Uh I was sitting there like, I remember fuck, fucking dorks. <laughs> um... Anyway, I want to bring that up for sure. Uh, What else do you guys want to talk about? So the David Lynch thing. You guys want to know what Yeah, so it was.
2: What's David Lynchy?
1: When uh, this is an Ed Norton scene, when they're, uh, I think it's part of the the auditioning. Not the auditioning, the practice. They're they're going over the lines of the script and fine-tuning it. I think that's what the the purpose of these scenes are. He's
3: trying to find out how he wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right.
1: And they have all of the actors there, and they're constantly asking questions. The spotlight on them and shit—very, very dramatic and cinematic. Very David Lynchian right away. And they're all sitting in chairs, and then the the scene gets to this crescendo where, like, they start chanting. Um, what, what was the line? Um, oh. you can't wake up if you if you haven't fall, If You don't if you fall asleep if you don't so, fall asleep, yes. and they repeat it, and then they're staring. They're looking at the camera. I'm like, that is so Lynch. I don't know how is that not Lynch. And, you know, it felt like a, like a bizarre scene that I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a, a tracking shot that way from Wes Anderson before where they're all like staring at the camera like that. I don't think he's ever done that, you know? And like I said, this is part of him playing with new toys, right? To tell a story. And I think that is reminiscent of a Lynchian scene.
3: Yeah. And uh, that's also layered because again, it's like he's talking about himself because yes, Edward Norton is him, Right. Right. That's what, always, that's what i always that's what I understood, and I forgot to mention that earlier. I always saw as Edward Norton as Wes Anderson. Right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, which
1: And the director sort of too. Probably.
3: Says his relationship about with uh, Jason Schwarzman. But anyways. Um <laughs> He is a lot you of know, movies. Right, I know, I know. That's uh but it also says like he's he doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do, in this and maybe this the, taking this approach to it is is the right way to do it. Hmm. Stealing this work from somebody else, not stealing, but yeah. you know, using somebody else.
0: Yeah.
3: Right? It's not really nothing's with stealing, or whatever.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, but yeah, using somebody else's work instead, right? Not just using whatever I'm used to. My style yeah. of things works. Maybe it is this thing because he can't figure this scene out, and it is maybe this. This craziness of this other of this uh, outside source that he needs, and that's where you get from. So yeah, it's very meta in that. I mean, the movie's whole meta, so meta. It's just on, on
0: yeah,
1: on so many layers. It's so meta. Facebook has owns it. Yeah, right. uh, <laughs> n- never say again. Um, did you? I mean, do you get now why I thought I was lynching? Do you agree with that, uh, Luke? Yes, no. I guess. The now what what, is, what does that what does that mean? What does that mean to you guys? That whole scene. Them saying you can't wake up if you if you if you haven't fallen asleep or if you don't fall asleep. What does that mean to you guys? In the context of the movie or whatever. In any way. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't know. know. Had you asked me like right after the movie, I probably would have given you an answer because I'm pretty sure I had something that I you know.
1: And this conversation has not spawned that to man yet. No the
2: fuck? What key words uh, do you need me to say
1: to you to, for you to I, I
2: think I'd have to just watch it and to get that context again.
1: Okay, so we're going to break now. You're going to go, Luke is going to go watch it yeah. and then we'll be right back. <laughs> no. I don't think we have i in theaters anymore. <laughs> it's still in theaters. It's a, I mean, it's a hit for him. It's obviously not a hit, hit movie. It's not like making hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know either and I think that's part of the point. But, like, on its face, like, just a sentence is, like, you, you can't achieve enlightenment if you haven't gone through shit, is maybe what it's saying, in one way, right? Another way is that you can't break a cycle. You can't break a social circle, a cycle of any kind, a of toxic cycle, or whatever you want to call it, if, um, if you haven't been, in, if you haven't been um, comforted by it, if you haven't been in the cycle already. Like, you can't, you can't disrupt the system if you haven't been in the system, right? Kind of thing. Like, there's one way you can see it. And in light of uh, the whole rights issue and the government involvement with the alien stuff and everything going on in Asteroid City, that could connect, you know? And that could be part of the, the main point of the, of the story that the writer in the movie is trying to make. Not that the actual story is like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, there's many ways to go about it, my point. And I, I, don't, I don't know myself which one I believe. Maybe that last one. But uh, I also kind of defer to what the director said. Like, just fucking don't worry about it. Don't you don't have to know why, you know? Like, just go with it. Just live in the moment of the scene.
3: Yeah, it's um, sad. It's it's not sad, but it's uh, it's hard because even those in those Lynch in the in a Lynch movie, I uh, every first watch, I'm always like, I don't know what I just saw. It's, it requires that other watch. It requires that other, like, yeah. I, I need the time to be able to take it. Or, like he said, it, it doesn't mean anything right now. Like, it, there's nothing yeah. there. And, it, yeah, so it is hard to try to get something. Because I'm, I'm in the same boat as Luke here where, not that I had something before, but it is that that it is that part of the movie where you're just like, what just happened kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's so out there that you're like, okay, yeah. that was weird. Uh, I don't way. know why that's there, and I don't know if it'll explain, but we'll see. And it doesn't. And it just keeps going, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. So, What do you think of the alien scene? Uh, <laughs> one, the, one of the funniest moments. In the, oh my god, yes. Uh, by far one of the funniest moments. The it felt so f- fake, and I love how, and there's like little, little things that you notice that no one reacted, because no one could react because everyone's awestruck, right? Uh, when the alien really? just comes... Except for the guy who's obviously been through shit, the the war the war, the war the war photographer, right, who can react in time. I always take a picture. I always get my no. I always get my images
1: right, and it's a perfect image, by the way.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: it's it's like stolen from like right you know, like from the actual camera. Of, of, and I lot. love
1: how that that there's a seating there's a scene after the next day. Scarlett Johansson's says, like, "Oh, let me see the picture," and he thinks she means the alien picture. Yeah. Like, no, 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 the picture. Of of we agree. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Which is, is
1: very actorly of her, but yes. also like it's, it's the movie telling you like the the point is not the alien. Yes, <laughs> right. Don't focus on the fucking alien. Yeah, right. and,
3: it's, and there's like there's so much going on in that. Uh, but I love that. I love that yeah. whole scene when he, and it's just like it's almost as I just reminded be like a, a Family Guy episode. It was just like Peter sneaking around and like you can't <laughs> see kind of thing, like you know. Right. And he's like, I'm just gonna do this, and it
2: just and then when he comes re- back and brings it
1: back, oh, they they inventoried it. That's it. That was all right. All the gold yeah. thing. It,
2: was, yeah. it was gold. Yeah. It's just I, I love know. that that Jeff Goldblum was the alien. What was it yeah? Yeah, I don't know. yeah He was credited as the alien. And they have him in like a like on a backstage scene where he just. Oh, that's and... right. That's right. You,
1: I remember that. Yeah, right. That one shot. That's you hired. Oh, that's right. Jeff Goldblum director, for that. Yeah. Yes, I remember now.
2: He probably it was it, like, "That's the scene i That's like, "That's what I want to be." I, I want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's funny.
1: <laughs> it's like when uh they had uh, George Clooney on on South Park, and all they did is have him bark because he was a yeah. dog in the. Episode. Oh yeah. I only know that because I saw a documentary. Um, yeah. Anything else on Astro City? I don't really know where else to go, if anywhere. I mean, there's a lot of things in no, it. No, there's there, there's so but...
3: much there's so much little things in the movie.
1: Um, Anything else you want? to Go on. No,
3: no, not at the moment. I okay. I think we've touched on just about a, most of them.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this movie. Um, even I mean, I would I would see a Owl* and Destiny again, but. I think Asteroid City is uh, higher on my list as rewatching for me. Like, once yeah, I'll started.
2: actually purchase Asteroid City.
1: <laughs> then I'll watch it on your iTunes. Um, excellent. If you buy a hard copy of Cornerstone, I'll get the hard copy.
2: Um,
1: anyway, I think that's our, our review for Asteroid City. Check it out, still in theaters right now. Uh, we're going to take uh, our last break here. When we come back, we're going to review our 30th anniversary of what movie?
3: Uh, 93's uh, Bronx Tale.
1: Mm-hmm. Stay with us.
3: A father becomes worried when a local gangster befriends his son in the Bronx in the 1960s. This is Robert De Niro's uh, Bronx Tale. Because it is directed by him. Written by Chaz uh, Palminteri. Mm -hmm. Uh, Starring Robert De Niro. Shocker. Chaz Palminteri. Um, uh, Lilo Brancaro. Francis Capra. Terrell Hicks. Catherine Narducci. Joe Pesci, um, uh, Joseph D'Onofrio, hmm. uh Yep, yeah, a couple other people. Um, so yeah, this is my marathon pick, for my last like, for the thirty years of um, my pick of ninety three. Ninety three had some great movies too. Um, yeah, I think uh, this one's very fitting to like me as a parent. Um, a lot of things have impacted on the aspect of like. Um, it's this mob right there's like this this gangster mob movie right but it's like the other it's not the romanticized version of it you don't see everyone just falling whims over it right and you usually see in a mob movie or in a gangster movie about how the guy just gets in or whatever and maybe somebody complains about it but that person's ignored or mom and dad, or they bring them up later. or They're already on it too. So it's all part of the life and really don't get anything else about how somebody extra is coming in on it. Right. And yeah. you get this other story about a guy who is, um, his father's very anti for anti against him, And he does everything in his power to not do it. Even as not taking any money And it's heart. It's a hard thing to do. It's a very hard thing to do. And mm-hmm. it says to stick to those guns, um, and uh, but Especially when like, your wife is telling you to, do well, yeah, basically, even when you are right, right? Like, wait, hold on, wait a minute. Like that's six hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> like you know, yeah, like, bro, right? I nineteen mean, sixties money, 1960s. honey? right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, listen, we can, we can do stuff with that, you know. And you are like, yeah, you can. Um, I will cheat on you less, right? Right, I'm kidding. No, but it's uh, it is like it, it is that, and it's like, well, I worked hard, and he's very man, man's man, right? Like, I don't need anybody else to help me, and but at the same time, like, you yeah. need to. I do my job to provide for everything. I do all these things. Um, and at the same time, I don't need anybody to help me do a shortcut. Right? Because uh, that's what he sees it as, a shortcut. It's stealing it. And, but that's your business. And I'm never going to get in your business because that's your business. But it's my business and is my son. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things going on in this movie. And I like this movie a lot for the how they're both father figures to him. Obviously, it's, I, mean, I know we always say it, but we're spoilers because it's a 30-year-old movie. Um
1: yeah, what's blowing at the top? Uh, I always forgot to mention
2: in
3: the beginning. Yeah, I know.
1: from the top? Yes,
3: but it's uh, how they're both father figures to this movie, and and how our character, um, what's his name, uh, C or Koleshiro, uh, yes, uh, takes it right, and he's always he's very influenced by both by both his parental figures, right, in this aspect, both, uh-huh. both. and it's really cool to see that because uh, they're they're teaching him the right things. They're both teaching him almost the same thing, to be honest, like. One is just a way cooler person, though, <laughs> like doing way more cool stuff. He's mm. like, like the gangster. Yeah, know? bus I mean, driving
1: is so. Oh, you meant the gangster. Yeah, you know, so yeah
3: bus, driving know, so bus driving is so. Bus driving so interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look how the times have changed, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like, and there's like, I maybe mean, one gets you seats ringside. One gets you seats at the nosebleeds, mm. right? Yeah, and that's a very part. That's a very powerful thing, and to a kid, I mean. Any, anybody would say yes to that. It's such a, why wouldn't you leave that, live that kind of life? But at the same time, he doesn't want him to be. He wants him to be smarter. It's that guy who's been to prison. It's that guy who goes, like, hey, I need you to. And it's both, right? The next generation should be smarter. The next generation should be better. The next generation should strive to do more. That's a, As a parental figure, you try to do that, right? And there's a lot of cool things that goes going on in this movie that's being told. And it's, a, it's another side that you normally don't see in a mob movie or in a gangster movie um don't get me wrong there's a lot of stuff that you do that, that are, are part of it right yeah. it's it's a tamed down movie but at the same time it is it's all just in that bronx neighborhood right that they're in um and it's really cool um to uh to get like the influences that he ha- that he has and this little fucking smart ass of a kid um who's uh francis Capra, right Mm. Um, who uh, ends up playing, uh, I, what's his name, uh, Veronica Mars. Uh, what's the guy? Uh,
1: what uh, is it Weevil?
3: Yeah,
1: Weevil. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Weevil sounds right.
1: Um, yeah, Weevil.
0: Mm-hmm. I think like, uh, he plays
1: uh, a Hispanic. He does, yeah. I don't know. What Ab Capra sounds not Hispanic to me, but I don't know. Maybe he's mixed.
3: No, look, I was uh, born in the Bronx, yeah, born and raised oh. in the Bronx. Um, i think he is uh italian or capra i mean it's capra so anyways mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh it's just and the, the little kid is like man like so the the fact that he didn't get slapped like and a I lot know. of those things it's just it's crazy but it's the same it is like like well i know i have to show right i can't do these things you know it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff going on that are not like it's the other side of the, the non-stereotype part of it. Don't get me wrong; like, obviously, they still-
1: it's a non-violent beginning of Goodfellas. Because it's really, it's that really one, he's like he knows what happened at the cap stand. But right? He got, yeah. You get the shit beat out of him, though, in that movie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it.
3: But it is it is one of those things where it's also it's just like it's not the abusive husband. It's not the abuse or the the father who's not present. It's not the you know. It's none of those things, and it's that's what's so cool about this this story, right? Or this tale, theoretically, and that's what's so cool about it. it. It may it may just be like how the movie ends. It may just be another Bronx Tale for him, but it it is also very unique, um, in what we're normally shown, right? Yeah. And that's what's so cool about it. Um, that's why I dig this movie a lot, for those for a lot of those things that are going on. And I'm sure we'll talk more about other things. Um, and so I think with De Niro only did like two movies, right? This
1: is one of two. Yeah, the other one was the CIA movie, I think. Right.
2: And I've seen both, and I actually like both. The Good Shepherd. I think. Yeah, The Good Shepherd. Oh, so, man, I haven't seen that one in fucking ages. Yeah. I
1: saw it that year it came
2: out, and that's it. Yeah,
1: I saw it recently. So mm. Maybe, like, within
3: the last year and a half,
2: I think. I yeah. think we saw it together, Oscar. Maybe. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. say. Uh, what do you guys think about Browndale,
3: or whoever wants to chat Okay, it? Okay,
2: um, I'll go, because this was my first viewing of this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I've never seen this movie, and I was just like, wow, I'm surprised, because I kind of like, I don't say I have an affinity for my movies, but I do tend to enjoy them. Yeah. And I did actually see a clip from this movie like a while ago uh, on like a social media app. And I was hmm. like, fuck, what movie was that? And sure as shit, it was this one. What scene did they... It was the $20 scene. Oh,
1: like uh, when he's telling him like, well, you got rid
2: of him for $20. Exactly. That, way, yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. And it's funny because I love that scene because that scene kind of also played... Lo- was good later on because it showed how... When he took that advice, he was like, yeah, you know what? You are right. It's a good way to get rid of somebody I don't
1: he care He immediately for. uses advice he has given to him, by the way. He yeah. immediately uses he's it. He's very
2: influential. Yes. But then, yes. when very he tries impressive. to pass on yes. that advice to his dumb friends, right. he's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm still going to beat the shit out of the guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. so You, you could tell yeah. the, the, the yeah. whole
1: level of maturity. But yeah. No, um, by the way, that actor is uh, plays young Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. <laughs> the guy who's the extra racist. The extra racist yes. guy in this group. <laughs> Sorry. Continue,
2: Luke. Yeah, but no... Um, yeah, it's a really good movie. I totally dug it. It's a great fucking pick. Yeah. Good good job. And then yeah, I agree with all the whole things with the the two fathers, how two different ty- styles of like teaching him but he kind of pulls from each one.
3: Yeah, but they're also it's like almost the same almost the same message, you know, right. very very similar message. Oh
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is a completely polar opposite like it doesn't matter what color you grow is. I was to to ones, that I yeah. was about to say that uh, keep it within the race <laughs> right, yeah, right. Oh, like. and,
3: uh, right. that is another one, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And they're both uh, relatable and easy to get there by uh, older gen- like a father, you know a generation that's older than yours. like it's easy to get there. I've seen that toll in, in, my, in my life, you know, or I've seen it with other people where I mean, that happens, you know, and uh, it's easy to get there, my point. But that's one that I agree with uh, the gangster on
2: that one. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of the night, it's whoever you're in bed with.
1: Right, right, right. And he's like, so she's a, you know, she's a color bar. She called. Or the uh... and like, so it doesn't matter. Who cares what your friends think?
2: Yeah, the car door test or whatever he does. The
1: door test. Now that's that's interesting because obviously. People could just like not. People could just forget. It's not that they're selfish. That's also. I thought little it was a ridiculous. different door test, but it was a. What's the door? Wait, what do you think? What's your door yeah. test?
2: The one uh I don't know who told me, but it's like no, that was a Mario test. No, no, no. You you ever stand Mario up? You ever stand in like the door frame, and you close the door, and if the door hits her ass first, she's a keeper. <laughs> she, let me see yep. What
1: I just, it is pretty bad. It's but on your on your defense though. It is between the door test and the Mario test.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the Mario test is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Well, it's not like a way to get narcs or whatever. See if you see if they're a cap. That's what he said. No, no, no. It's no. Like, I, how uh If she was like how, a
1: slut or how or, loose they are? Yeah, yeah. How, uh, how loose they would be without saying? Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Um. A narc. Yeah, this. You know, it's, uh, I found this movie. Uh, it was fun to rewatch it. I've seen it many times. I, I think we have it on VHS somewhere, rough, Or I have. It. What's that? Shut up. And like, you're not, you're old as fuck too. Okay, you're in that age. Um, and I've seen it many times back then. I, it's been a long time since so I've seen it. Maybe like fifteen years or something. And it was very good to rewatch. It does hold up. I like. I kind of like. Or, like, found it authentic in its simplicity. Like, and I'm not saying that is a bad thing at all. Obviously, I'm trying to be positive about it. But, like, I'm not saying the movie isn't complicated. It is. It has a lot of complex issues. But the movie doesn't care that much about being subtle. Yeah. In general. And about its messages. And about uh, these two men separately raising this kid. And this kid being front center in every scene. Like the the movie I don't think the movie ever strays away from him, right? I'm trying to think.
3: No, not without no no. He's in every scene he's in every scene.
1: There's a couple of scenes maybe here and there, but like you know, like another movie would would like would show the scene of what's uh Sonny? Is that his name? Sonny's the Gangster. Sonny's the Gangster. Yes. Of Sonny like trying to start his car after the date went bad. And and notice the bomb and shit like a scene. Another movie will show that scene leading up to him like mistrusting uh, C or Colojero thinking that he was involved. Like, but no, f- the movie is like he has his own thing. When he gets back to the neighborhood, he's walking and Sonny approaches him, right? And it's like we we don't get that scene because we don't wait. Well, we don't need it. But the movie is diligent yeah. about staying with Colojero right? And I I like that about the movie. The movie keeps it simple. And in that simplicity, you get a real, like, it feels like what the title is. It's a tale. It is a, um, it isn't, it feels like more than a story. It feels like a, not a cautionary tale either because nothing terrible happens to the kid. He sees terrible things that influence his life for the better in the end, uh, I I would say. Um, But this movie feels like a, like something you would read in a book. Yeah, you know. it, it,
3: it's interesting how, uh, yeah, it is. It's interesting how very uh, it plays on the fact that the tropes, not the tropes really, but it's more like just human nature, how we're built. In teenage years, we don't want to listen to our parents.
1: Right.
3: You know, in teenage years, we want to, and then you don't realize it until the adult years, right? And yeah. He, and that's why he can't listen to both of them. Even though he has, he says it in the car, right? That's a really big moment where he's like, him hearing the advice of, you know, don't be, don't be like don't, me, don't, kid. Don't, but... don't, don't be like me. Don't, be, you know, uh, what's it called? Step out of here. Get out of this uh, situ- situation. Don't be with yeah. your friends who are going to get you in trouble. Right? They're yeah.
1: Gonna get you killed. Gonna get you killed. Right?
3: Yeah. They're gonna be lo- and don't go said. to
1: the bar. Right? As father said. He like, said, no, right? Global.
3: He said, he said they're gonna be locked up or or killed. That's what he told him. Yeah. He goes, those guys are. That's what's gonna happen to them. You don't want to be around that shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Either yeah, your friends. Yeah, but they're gonna lead you to the like the shittiest path ever? Like, why would you hang yeah. out with them? You know. And then the other one's telling him like, uh, "Don't be a uh, waste of potential, well, wasted talent."
1: That's waste the, the talent. real. That's the real. Like, yeah. The the, the hook of the movie, I guess. You could say. Right. The real point of the movie is wasted talent.
0: Yeah.
1: The the saddest thing in the world, right? Just wasted talent. us and, yeah. and the voiceover, just in case you didn't get it, because again, the movie is not subtle, but it's it's not subtle in a good way. Yeah, it, it drives it home really
3: yeah. well. No, it really does. It really does. But it, it also like it. It also takes you to make him to make those mistakes on his own, right? To know to learn from it. He has to go through those mistakes on his own. And yeah, he gets bailed out because there's always those people, those father figures in his life to be able to be there for him. Luckily. Right.
1: Right, luckily, look, right, and, uh, I'm and looking, I say that uh, luckily you wish, obvious, right, because yeah. obviously no one else
3: has that, right? They, they, everyone yeah. that he talks about his uh,
1: dumbass friends, like um, I mean, they, you not around. you pity them because they don't have that kind yeah. of you do uh, male, in this case, male raw strong models, but anyone, a person, a strong model in general, in their lives to guide them right a bit, yeah, and this guy has two, yeah, and. The two most prominent people—one the most prominent in the neighborhood, one the most prominent in his life—right, right. And it, it, and I love that ending and that funeral. It's a great fucking ending for this movie. Yeah, uh, it is. It, it ties everything really realistically. Like, of course, this is when you would meet Joe Joe Pesci's character, and know that that's the character from that from that first murder he saw. Yeah, and um, that really cemented the 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 intriguing nature of sunny and the intriguing sense of danger like he like as a kid that's impressionable as fuck to see how much power violence can get you yeah and that me get i guess the movie doesn't say that out loud but it's it's very prompt it's very obvious you know in the movie, and I, and it leads into a lot of impressionable scenes in his uh, what is he in high school in the movie? right? Is a high school age? Yeah, so yeah, 16, okay. 17, something. And uh, yeah, it leads into a lot of that, and it makes a lot of sense. And it also leaves him to be open enough to so when he meets, what's her name, Jane? Jane, okay. Yeah. Yep. When he meets Jane. And I, I even in the 90s, I thought that that was a little avant-garde. Like, oh, i never seen that before in movies, even myself. Because, obviously, that wasn't a big deal in movies. It wasn't really prominent in movies to have uh, mixed couples at all. Uh, but all unfortunately. But, but it I, also I feels so normal. If, say, right. And their conversations felt so so normal. Because his he, approach felt so normal. Really, you know, like, saying. waiting for his friends to leave so he could then approach her. When is he going to yeah. get a chance? Like... Yes, yes, I, I agree with you. It's very, yeah, it felt normal, but it was abnormal to first see that. Oh, yeah. In a movie, back yep. then, 93, I'm saying. Right. Not, not today, obviously. Um, And that's a real marker progression as well. By the way. Uh, but yeah, I like how this movie is like, has that in the movie, but it also knows that it is a B-plot. Mm-hmm. It also knows that it does connect to the main par- part of the movie, uh, parts of it being about racism and neighborhoods clashing, Cultures clashing, they fight. There's that too, but there's also it. It leads into a lot of like it, it, it. It's adjacent and connects to a lot of points of the main movie regarding Sonny and how he meets his demise, and as well as his father's, which is the, all the main point of the movie. But like it connects that, but it's also a B plot. Yeah, and it's a really solid one.
3: Yeah, yeah. I do have a uh, one one um, question for you guys. Is um, mm-hmm. what uh, did you guys think it was because of a parking accident?
1: No. Yeah. Well, they say it in the movie, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw it, I didn't think it was a fucking accident then either.
3: Neither did I. Yeah, I was like. <laughs>
2: I mean... Wait, what I do you mean? The why,
1: reason... uh, why Joe Pesci was attacked and that when he was a kid? Oh. And he saw the first murder?
2: Yeah. But they never tell you what the actual reason was, but you just know it's not. Yeah, no, they tell you. What was it
1: then? Um, uh, Joe Pesci's character had killed. Uh, it was over, over like a business deal and that Sonny got killed because that father that kid's father was that was the kid's father. Yeah. I My kid's father that. grew up in to in a, in a world of revenge, which is this whole world is built on revenge. This whole violence is like a revenge thing after another. Um or hatred in general, right, with the with his friends. That was just dumb. But like the that was the revenge cycle they were talking about. Joe Pesci um, like fuck with this guy and this guy took revenge on him tried yeah. to take revenge on him so Sonny killed him so that guy's father that guy's son grew up to take revenge on Sonny right and that's a cycle that the problem with this violence is all about right and that's that wonderful question like would you rather be loved or feared is very understandable what Sonny says right yeah very nice. like I, I like, it's very Nice icon. to be loved, but I would rather be feared.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's also another very like, iconic. I think iconic scene also.
1: Yeah, very iconic. Yeah. 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 This movie has a lot of things in it, and it's like I said, it's all on the surface. But it's like it's <laughs> wonderful on the surface. Like it, you don't need really a lot more. You could go. I think a movie, this movie today, would seem almost archaic because it feels. Like where's the where's all the layers? Where's the gray that we need? You know, and there is gray, but there's gray in the performances, much less in the script. Like it's in the way they're acting around. Not like it's not like foretold to you, right? Yeah. Because the, these guys are these father figures are big actors in the movie. Sure, they're big characters, but they're not the main actors. They're not the main characters. No, 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 no. Yeah.
0: they're not. Yeah,
1: and this movie is really awesome. Really poignant. It's cool. I like it. I was excited you picked it because it led me to... It, it shortened my list. You know?
2: List? Oh, you shortened
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> 93 is a big year. It's you a
2: know, huge year. But at the same you time... Know I, you know what's funny? What? Uh, when I went on iTunes, it had like an anniversary list. And it had like a, oh, 30 years, you know, list. I was like... Fuck, there's actually a lot of good movies on yeah. this list. I thought about changing my movie. Like, I was like, damn, this is better. This is better." I mean, you still can if you want to. I can change
1: it on the website. Um, I
2: already bought the movie. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but
1: we'll get there. Uh, okay. Anything uh, else you want to talk about, guys, in the box still? <sighs>
3: uh, no. Uh, you know what? I do have a the issue where, and I mean, it's probably hard to put it in, but I feel like the mom just didn't exist. <laughs> like she never got. Like, besides,
1: besides Jane, and I, and I wouldn't call the mom really a, a big part of the movie either. But besides Jane, who is a part of the movie, is um, this is a boy heavy movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know, obviously, none of it feels like anti feminine or anything like that. That's that's the other nice thing about it. It doesn't feel like it's doing that either. No, it doesn't either. Yeah, you're right. there's not a point about it, but it's not a point against it either. Correct. So it's just like right. Um, it's almost uh, someone made a list. I didn't. I didn't read the article or anything. But someone made a, a thing about the top ten male-dominated movie, m- the the most uh, feminist movies without women in it. <laughs> and I'm curious if this one made like an honorable mention. Again, Jane's in the movie, but you know, it's it's yeah. close though. It's close. Um. Uh. Yeah. Anything else in the movie, guys?
3: No, that's all I got.
1: Alright, that is it for Bronx Tale. Um, and that is it for our show. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Do not forget that we come out every other Wednesday. So next time, I am picking the movies. And this will set us back on track here.
2: <laughs> From the diversion.
1: From the diversion. This is, Now we're back on track. So I'm picking the next movies. And the next movies are going to be <laughs> three completely different movies. Although I guess two of them are the same genre. Uh, we're going to do Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part One. I hope there's pigeons. No, John Woo Doves. has nothing to do with this movie, and yeah, it stops. John Woo has nothing to do with this movie. I'm going to kill you, pigeons.
2: I'm going to murder Doves. you.
1: I don't care. I don't care if the cops hear this back and say, "Whoa, there's a goddamn bird in this movie." I swear sort to of God, let that go. That was in the 90s. Let wait, it go. No. Um, let it go. They had a Metallica song in it that was modern. Okay? <laughs> like contemporary. Okay? All right. That's what we're going to do. Can't wait for this movie. Anyone excited? I'm not counting Luke. Luke, are you excited for this movie? Of course, yeah. Okay, good. I didn't,
3: know, I, didn't know, I didn't know it was called, but it was a part one, though. I have oh, less, less excited I for that reason.
1: I don't like the title either. Yeah. But that's what it's called. Yeah. And then... Um, We're also going to do Joyride, which comes out a week beforehand in two theaters. Joyride is that uh, Asian-centered comedy where they go to Taiwan or China. I don't know where they go in the movie, but it's like a road trip type movie, I think. It looks funny. I hope all the best jokes, again, were not in the trailer, but we'll see. Same. Um, It has that bridesmaids raunchy comedy potential. I hope it's good. You know. Um, And then for the 30th anniversary pick is going to be, and this is a hard one, but I went with more fun. So I went with Tombstone. Kurt Russell. pizza? No. Love Tombstone. Love this movie. And I had some iTunes, so y'all can watch it there already.
3: I'll I'll rewatch it. No problem. It's like my seventh viewing or something.
1: (laughs) Right. I saw it last year. Can't wait to see it again. Yeah, I saw it last year. (laughs) Wait on. Uh, this is a no brainer for me. I, this, uh, is one those,
3: this is one of those movies that was like when, when I used to just watch things on cable. That yeah. bitch came, I just saw it. Uh, oh, yeah, let's leave this bitch on. Let's go I
1: don't think right. I've seen it. I could have gone with something more cerebral and more whatever. And I want, I almost did, but I was like, no, let's go with fun. My last two picks were kind of heavy on that stuff. So like, let's go with Tombstone this time. You haven't seen Tombstone, Luke? Jesus. I don't know. I, I, I'll see when I. I'll tell probably you probably wired her up, didn't you? The fucking dumb one. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> because uh, Kevin Costner, that same year the year before, he did *Wyatt Earp*. some clearly, is the better one, like clearly, <laughs> right? <laughs> clearly. Anyway, and those
3: like
2: are every aspect.
1: <laughs> right. Those are movies we're reviewing next time. Until then, I am Oscar,
2: and Luke, and Ralph. See y'all later. Coffee and pie.
0: Coffee and pie. Oh my!
2: you didn't hear it
0: from me.